Welcome, everybody, back to the JCC show here at the beautiful Kennel War Studios. I am Josh, along with Carmen and Christopher. We got some great stuff for you here today where we talk uh, all times Chicago sports, all things sports in general, and we are always that guy that takes the middle urinal. Uh, we got uh, we got Roy here. We got uh, from Con Talks Hockey, Constantine Stanovich, um, and we had a great show uh, coming up. But before we uh, get into there, we want to remind you always to find us on Facebook or on Twitter at the JCC Show. Um, for for just for a second, Josh, I want to make sure we're clear on this. You you held up this po- this starting and recording a podcast because you wanted to see the f- last of the Iowa game. They won by thirty one points. I know. I wanted. You want, to, I wanted gonna to gonna be it. a nail biter. I wanted to savor it. Listen, <laughs> we, we've I've, I've explained this. I'm already. glad I didn't check that at I, all because I would have probably gave you a little. Yeah, like, I thought it was a close game. No, it, was like, it wasn't close at all. <laughs> they won by thirty one. Listen, I've too. explained this. Um, I've explained this a ton of times that I've been waiting nine years since they got knocked out in in, in what was that been two thousand and six. Is that nine years? Yeah, 2006. Yeah. When they got knocked out in 2006, they're waiting nine years for them to actually be in the tournament. Last year, I was hoping they would, and then they lost to Tennessee in the, the first four in. So I've been cool. waiting nine years for this whole entire time to, to have Iowa in the tournament. And this year, we had three teams, Iowa, Iowa State, and you and I. And out of all of them, the one that I hate the most, you or Iowa State, they lost. Listen, they screwed my bracket over. Listen, the only one that should get their... Let me tell you why I suck. The only one that should get their walnuts cracked is Christopher for... Declaring that he's never filled out a bracket yeah. until this year. Yeah. Christopher, I mean, how old are you? Christopher, Christopher let us know <laughs> what, that he has never, he has never ever filled out an NCAA tournament bracket. And you, got, I, you know what? You guys could probably. I have like third graders at my schools that have done that before. You guys could probably thank me for letting you, giving guys a slimmer of, of hope for winning this. And this is why you're in last place. If, <laughs> you know what? I'm in last place this year. Next year, I'm going to go from worst to first. But a blind girl finds, finds a nut in, in the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's not like it's a, it takes a genius. You just got to look at seeds and be like, just all right, a three Listen, is not going to be the 14th. There are still 12. Oh, wait. Well, wait, yeah. I was saying, oh, I, I thought you were really <laughs> saying that. I was like, there were two this year. So No, I know. I was, I was, that was yeah. I'm going to channel my inner Rain Man, and you guys are all going to be crying next year. Well, I mean... Well, <laughs> you can channel your inner, yeah, inner Jay Billis and just be, like, that, terrible that, that being said, That being said, though, it's like, who do you have in the, who do you have winning it all? I can't reveal my... No, just... just I mean, who do you have? <laughs> I, have can, I, have, I have Kentucky. We all, we all laugh, we all laugh but, I mean, who knows? North Carolina could, at the end of it, win. I mean, That's anyone's true. got a shot at it. For the record, I have uh, North Carolina until they lose, and who then you, I have whoever who you, wins. Who do you have Who do you have them playing? Who's your two in your, your top? Uh, hold on. I have, I have, I had Iowa State and Kentucky. I had Kentucky winning, and I am so far out the door now because Iowa State lost. I can't, I cannot believe oh, against, Iowa State lost. I got, uh, I got North Carolina against Gonzaga. Oh, that's not a bad pick. I mean, North Carolina is a, a stretch, but that's not a bad pick. Here's hoping for the Roy Williams charm. What's all your guys' final fours? What do you guys got? I have Kentucky, Louisville, and also Wisconsin versus Duke. My only really wild card rogue pick was the Louisville one, which hopefully they almost scared the bejesus out of me today, but yeah. they wound up surviving. Louisville, Louisville's going to be, I mean, they're, they're going to struggle really, really bad. How, how does that work in college basketball, though? Because I know they're playing 
what are they? What bracket they're playing? The Midwest bracket, yeah, in Louisville. But they don't actually. Louisville's not allowed to play in that bracket. Is that correct? Like, how does that work? I don't know. I have I have no idea. They get they get. I think I don't. I, they just get placed in the brackets by seating, and, and I don't think it's anything to do with where where they're from. Yeah, but I, mean, I can't I can't believe that they would allow a team that hosts a city to play in that same city. Oh, no, they, they, they do that. Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, Dayton did it right. Didn't, yeah. didn't they just do it? Did they? I don't know. I, I just it and, stuck and out they were, to me. Everybody was upset. But they played what? Who? Boise State. And Boise State was upset that they're playing a home game. Yeah, that, that's where I think it's, it's supposed to be un. You know, yeah. I don't think they. I don't think they take the consideration. I think it's more the way they seed it so that they can get the matchups that they right. want. I mean, that's part if of it. If it just happens to fall that way, it just happens to fall that oh. way. Oh, right, my uh, f- my final four is uh, Kansas versus UNC, North Carolina, and um, Gonzaga against Louisville. See, Louisville, Louisville is going to be. Louis- What's that? I can't believe you got. Gonzaga a lot of people have Gonzaga going, going really far. Louisville is going to be tough. I mean, their their star player is out, like done, like no longer playing. Yeah, but, so. th- but that's the thing, though. Is I mean, you have. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of March Madness. Is it, it's, in basketball, any sport, it could be a complete Cinderella story that wins it all. I mean, there is no. It's this isn't football. This isn't any of those other sports where it's like the better team's going to win. Basketball. I mean, you saw. I mean. Teams were going down who, to the wire. Who was it that just won? Who was it? Was Cincinnati? Was it Cincinnati? Cincinnati's uh, Cincinnati's top guy got kicked out of the game for throwing an elbow. Oh yeah, and yeah, he yeah. was their leading rebounder, scorer, and I think blocks or something well, like that. Well, well, and and, they, and they they barely. Yeah, they won by one. What was it? What was yesterday? Was it Harvard, North Carolina, or Harvard? Harvard, Harvard. Harvard, 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 Harvard yeah, but Harvard's been good though. I mean, Harvard yeah, was but, good last yeah, year. Yeah, but like, they many, they they surprised a lot of people last year. They made a couple. They played a couple of games and they won a couple. Yeah, games but last but year my point is being like, okay, North Carolina's probably going to have some people that are drafting into the NBA. Harvard's not going to have anybody going into the no, NBA. No, of course not. And yet they only they gave them a scare. Like the tallest guy is like five ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Harvard. You know what I mean? They were saying yes. They were saying yesterday though that uh, who did who did Kentucky play? Uh, who did Kentucky play yesterday? Uh, anyone know offhand? Uh, they played. Uh, they, Kentucky played Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah, they said that that was like the greatest height advantage in a, in a single basketball game in history was the the game with Kentucky and New Hampshire. See, I mean, Cincinnati's gonna give them some problems though. I think. Who was it I think Cincinnati won? actually give them a little run for their money. I don't know. I'm just going by the original thought of 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 Kentucky's B team can probably be a top ten team. And isn't college, that crazy? That's college college basketball. Basketball. You got on the team. Yeah, I mean, that's just insane. You got to think about it though. I mean, it takes Please. kind of a. It, it takes kind of a special player to go to Kentucky and play. Especially oh, yeah, if you're a blue chip, because you know, like, okay, I'm going to be playing with all of probably, you know, out of the top 25 guys, I'm probably playing with seven of those guys. And not everyone can start, and you've got to be able to accept your role and keep your mouth shut and just play basketball exactly. and play with a team system. I mean, that's pretty remarkable to do. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can say what you want about Calipari and whether or not you think he's, you know, doing things the right way or whatever as far as recruiting is concerned, but, I mean... He's still being able to coach guys to play that are blue chip guys that could go to any other team and be stars, and yet they play together and, and are cohesive and you know win. It's just all yeah, but it's just that one and done whole system. Yeah, I know, but that's but that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're taking all those guys that all, you know, say say you know, twenty five or thirty percent of those guys are one and done. You know, you're, you're taking them and you're saying, okay, you may not you're not going to play you're not going to play forty minutes a game. You're going to play twenty minutes a game. And you, you may be coming off the bench, but you're going to play and you're going to you're going to produce and you're going to do good and you're just going to keep a smile on your face and play. I mean, that's and pretty win. hard. That's hard to do. And more importantly, you're going to win. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, team. that's what it is. I mean, if you look at if you look at their their playing time for for their starters, it's like they all they all average the same amount of minutes. Like, yeah. 
it's not like, oh, I want to lean on this guy or whatever. This guy's going to play a lot. He's, the, he's a, the ultimate superstar. Like, no. They do, like, line shifts. Yeah, they do. They the plug whole, in another guy and they don't miss a But beat. that's because they're all five-star recruits. I mean, you, you don't go to Kentucky unless you're a five-star yeah, recruit. But, Even, like, the little white guy that's sitting on the edge of the bench. No, I know. He's but a five-star I mean, recruit. You, you take all these guys who are you're used right. to being you, you're used to being like the star on your high school team, and then all of a sudden you're, you're oh, hold on, you're going to come off the bench. Yeah, but I, mean, but I think not, that, That's not in everyone's DNA to accept that. The, the wizardry of Calipari is that he explains to them very well he's explained this too is that to get them to play that well is he 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 shares them like look at what i've done for nba players you you are going to be spotlighted for an nba role people are going to look at you and say oh yeah he's nba ready in my system and you're going to make a lot of money doing that that's what he does it's not just trying to like convince them like we're playing for the team like it's you're going to make a crap ton of money after this year when you're one and done my final four and everybody's going to laugh. It was Iowa State, and I hate Iowa State, but I, I had them there. Um, Northern Iowa. I, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, and that's fine. I'm two from Iowa. Iowa. Two Iowa teams? In I had two Iowa teams. I had Iowa and Northern Iowa playing each other. I and thought I you had, said you were trying to go put up a legit bracket. I was. You want to listen to any of the major sports casts, they have Northern Iowa going really I understand far. that. Then explain... Explain, explain Iowa State. State. Yeah. Iowa State won the Big 12. They beat Kansas. Kansas is a two-seed. They're what? a three-seed. I mean, they, they, I know they lost. I just think it's, if you're saying, going for a, le, a legit bracket, I just think that if you have two teams from the same state, especially the state of Iowa, I mean, if it was North Carolina, I could get it. I'm just, all I'm, saying, it's Iowa. all I'm saying is that I know, but this year they're good. I mean, Iowa just, Iowa just won. I know it's against Davidson. You and I put up a good, a good, uh, good game. I think you and I is the best team in the state of Iowa. Oh yeah. No, for sure. For sure. I'm hoping that Iowa just gets on a roll. I mean, it's part of it's getting hot at the right time. And then I have on the other side, I have Wisconsin and I have Kentucky, uh, and I, th- I think that, I mean, Kentucky, I think Wisconsin-Kentucky, if they make that all the way to the Final Four, that'll be one of the best games because you have uh, the best player in the nation versus the best team in the whoa, nation. Whoa, so. whoa, time out. Who's the best player in the nation? From Wisconsin. I, I, no. That, that, player, that, that, belongs to, that belongs to the player that plays in the state of North Carolina and Duke. Mr. Okafor? Yes. Hands down. But I hate Duke. He's Hands good. down. He's good. I mean, he's he's the number one unanimous pick. I don't know how you could argue that. Of course. And he, he was before he started playing. My final four, I've got Kentucky, North Carolina, Louisville, Duke. Just four powerhouses. Yeah, I, I don't usually tend to I don't usually tend to go with the number one seeds, but I got three out of four number one seeds in this bracket. They said that if you average out over the last ten years, or no, fifteen years, the the four uh, your final four, if you average their seeding out and you add them together, it averages, should average 10. That's what it's averaged like almost every year is right around 10. So if you have all Wait. four number one seeds, that averages four. That's no good. It always averages right around 10. What, the winner you're saying? No, the those four. So your final four, take those teams yeah, and your yeah. seeds, their seeds, add them together, it should average right around 10, and that's when you're going to be good. That's so what they're saying. saying. So, so, so if you have a, a three seed, a three seed, a four seed... Yeah, exactly. so, yeah, so you're so saying a three, whatever, seed, the three close, seed, three seed, and a one seed. The closer you are to 10 is what you're got, saying is got, the higher off you are. I got a three of four and two ones. That's, that's, yeah, well, that's what I had. That's what I had, I think. Or three of five and two ones. But Frank Comiskey, okay, here's what I was saying about Wisconsin. I, have seven. I understand what you're saying about over four, but Frank Comiskey is on, on the Wisconsin team. I mean, yeah, he's on a team and he's, he has led his team. Yeah, but do some incredible things. I, I'm not, I'm not like I'm not debating his skill set or anything like that. But there's there's certain certain players that you know are are born and bred for the next level, and Okafor is by far born and bred for the next level. Well, like, yeah, I mean, he's a man amongst boys. Yeah, he, there's nobody in college basketball that's going to be able to stop him. 
I mean, his only thing is him having to sit on the bench the rest. That's what, really what, so what do, what do you guys have? What are your numbers? You're added up. Added up. Uh, what's, you, what's you and I? What's Northern Iowa? Uh, 14. <laughs> They're like a <laughs> You're four automatically or five seed. Josh. Like a four or a five <laughs> Bye, seed. Bye, Josh. <laughs> what is you and I? I don't have my Five. Idea. A five seed? Yes. So I have a five, a three, and two ones. Oh, she so said that because it's ten. No, no, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even. I that was that was slick, Josh. That was <laughs> slick. I see how this works. <laughs> yeah, hey, I uh, have twelve, but yeah, uh, I also that's heard, not bad. I also see, heard they the same thing. Seven. If you have a seven, that means you're in pretty good shape. That was like a. Oh, I got nine. I have a seven. Yeah, I got nine. I got a, I got a four. Well, if you're going on Josh's own system that he just created right now. You're doing pretty good. I thought it was. I thought it was a system. I'm not kidding. I'm not BSing. I thought it was eleven. The number was eleven. It might have been eleven. I thought it was. I thought it was ten. Yeah, I, I just, heard it the other day. Yeah, I thought. I thought it was at nine. <laughs> anyway, I thought hey, that, hey guys, what's <laughs> you, what's Northern Iowa? Hey, what's their seed? <laughs> yeah, okay. But uh, I don't know. Either way, though, I'm not. I'm not huge into college basketball. But March Madness. I mean, I had all, the last month and a half when I realized I was going to be off for Thursday and Friday of the opening rounds of college basketball. I was super excited, but. Unfortunately, things didn't work out. And I was only going to spend one day on my couch versus two. But I feel bad. I feel bad for you. Did you hear guys? Did you guys hear that story about how? <laughs> no. no, I don't know what happened. What? I don't. I don't know what happened. No, I'm just saying. He said he's only he only sat on the couch for one day. Oh, As I said, I felt bad for you. That was that's heartbreaking. Did you Did yeah. you guys hear about how gentlemen are scheduling vasectomies? Now, yeah, what the heck? No, is this real? This can't be March real. Mad- during March Madness, so they can stay home with you know peas, I, I, and they don't have to use sick days or whatever. Yeah, they can, you know, <laughs> use frozen smart, frozen peas on their on their units right. for, to recover while watching basketball. Is that is that? I mean, I guess my my question is: is Would you guys, if you were possibly thinking about getting a vasectomy, and you were like, hey, you know what? I want a couple hey, days off of work. I want a couple days off of work, so I'm gonna go get snipped today. No, I mean, yeah, with the, what? I mean, with that, with that, <laughs> I, I just don't even. With that, I mean, no, this, this. I mean, would that cross your, would that cross your mind, or would that, would that tip the scales? I'm like, hey, well, now's a great time to do it. This is what I was talking about. Oh, man, bad, it's gone. <laughs> I thought it was pretty appropriate. I, I just, I don't even. That's that's crazy. Huh. I mean, that's. Well, I got two for one deal, so if anyone wanted to go with me, well, <laughs> listen. I guess the, the deal. The only, the only thing that you could say is that. I guess that's if you're gonna do that, I guess if you're gonna do that, that that's not terrible timing. I mean, well, right. I, I mean, I guess if you're in, if you're if you're fifty fifty on it, if you're on the fence about it, I guess that would be a good time to be staying. But home. but it's one of those things where it's like if if you were just going, all right, I need to somehow get off two days to go watch the NCAA tournament. I guess I'll just get snipped. Like that's not a decision I'm gonna go. Yeah, what oh, kind of I guess weird? I'll just do that. I would rather contract some sort of crazy disease than than, than that. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Like I said. I don't know if I would. I, oh, I don't. Not that I don't know. I know I wouldn't. Just be like, man. I need to like find somehow. Like that's just two vacation days. I'm not going to be like, man. I need to get like my I guess, balls cut off. I guess for the, like. I guess. I guess the, for that. I mean. I guess the good, you can't do that. The good part of it is, I think my bo- my boss would probably actually use that excuse to get out of it. He pre- he he would want to be on the couch more than anybody watching the games. Uh, so I wouldn't have to use a a, a legitimate or a, a crazy excuse like that. Or your bosses might join you. Well, for two for one. Yeah, it could go really. It could go. It could make a take a turn for the words like. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I just thought that. I just thought that was a crazy story when I read about it. It's like I didn't. I, I never heard about that. That's that's <laughs> nuts. Yeah. Literally, no yeah. pun intended. Literally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do we got? We uh. We're, we got we got NFL coming up, right? 
What uh, what's going on with the NFL? Free agency. All right, we had I mean, it's been crazy. Everything free agency on. started on uh, Tuesday, last Tuesday. Last Tuesday. Yeah. Last Tuesday, there was a flurry of moves. I mean, this was the uh, Tuesday was like the craziest day I think I've I've ever experienced in NFL free agency. It was just like my phone was going crazy, just update after update after update of. Oh, I thought you were like talking about your text, and I was like. No, 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 my phone, just, you know, like, you know, whatever, uh, notifications on my phone that this guy signed here, this guy was traded here, you know, there was all those signings and then, and then, uh, we had those Eagle, the Eagles traded, uh, Nick Foles right in the middle of everything. And it was like, it it was just mind blowing. Like I could, I couldn't even keep up with it. It was, it was crazy. But, um, just give you guys a little rundown here of uh some notable free agents that have uh ha- have changed uniforms uh and or signed big deals uh this past uh NFL free agency here. Uh the biggest one of course uh the biggest one of course that that kicked everything off was uh Ndamukong Su uh signed a a massive deal. 5 uh no sorry, 6 year 104 uh 114.4 million dollars with the Miami Dolphins. Do you think do you think the Miami Miami Dolphins get their money's worth out of that contract. Do you think that anybody is 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 a defensive player like that? Is that a, is that a, is is that a you good know contract? what though? But with you know the Dominican like, Sue, he, he's he's not going he's not going to the Oakland Raiders. He's going to a, a, a already good, good defense. defense with got good guys around him. So he has a chance to succeed. So I. I don't know if they're going to get they're not going to get their money's worth of course but they they are going to get some return see, on their investment. See, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I don't yeah, he's probably not going to they're not going to make back every single penny that they Right. But he's going to be pretty damn close I think to to making it back cuz he's one of those players like you game plan against. Like right. anytime you're getting game plan against in the NFL, you're doing something you're changing their game plan to help the team. Like it's not not going to show up in a box score, it's not going to be anything like that. But it's going to be like having to to take on the double team or the triple team or you know, you know, schemes against it, blocking scheme, you know, all that. Like you can't measure, but it's going to be there. It's that guy. I mean, that guy's that guy's a top three, if not top two, guys that are got to be feared in the NFL on defense. I mean, JJ Watt and, and Dominican Sue are the two guys. That's what I was going to ask. Is JJ Watts? I, I think is worth that because he's kind of all right. I mean, he just caught touchdown passes this year. It's like a tight end. Yeah, but you know what? Is, J, is JJ Sue? Watt is kind of a different animal because he's not he. He's, he's not an interior lineman. Oh no, I understand. And that. He, so I'm asking. It, 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 it's a it, it's a bigger thing, I think, for a guy to move, to change cities, change sceneries, and produce from. You know, you go from having elite level production in Detroit to take that same talent into a different conference, into a different division, and have the same and try to have the same uh, amount of success. It doesn't always translate. So I think JJ Watt's contract. They're going to get their money's worth only because he's not changing sceneries. He, the, they're building that team around him. So, and Dominican Sue is a piece that's going to fit in whatever puzzle the Miami Dolphins are trying to do. And while JJ Watt is already, uh, he's, he, he's the middle of the middle of that jigsaw puzzle. I'm, I'm, I'm not, and I'm not dis- discrediting, uh, Dominican Sue's talent. I mean, he's, he's phenomenal. I'm just asking as an interior lineman, is any interior lineman worth that amount of money. I know that it's probably well, well, on the what, back end. Gerald McCoy for the Bucks. He he signed a huge deal last year, and what was it? It was like ninety something million. No, so. I thought it was a hundred and something. I thought it was like one hundred twenty. I'm just I'm just asking for you. No, no, I'm not saying. Let's say you're a general I, manager. You're I, a head coach. I don't think. Are you're, you okay with spending a hundred, hundred fourteen, hundred fifty, hundred twenty million dollars 
on an interior lineman. I, I am. Okay, that's all I'm asking. Just, okay, well, there's okay, a certain, then you, a certain position you, you, that I you break, you break contrast here with with the next guy, which was Darrell Revis, signed a five year, seventy million dollar contract for the Jets. That that was that I thought they grossly overpaid for just because ridiculously overpaid. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I, did they also? There's also reports that they were the Jets maybe um, in trouble for uh, infringement or tampering, tampering, tampering. Yeah, because they apparently had talked to. Talked to Darrell Rivas and Darrell Rivas at their facilities like on Sunday when you couldn't sign anybody till Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, but the, the news broke about Sue on I think on Saturday, yeah. so the, that he was going to sign. I mean, yeah, I know, but he. No, I think there was legal conversations, but you couldn't actually sign till it was it was yeah you it was legalized conversations, but you couldn't actually Monday, sign. But I think Monday and I think Tuesday is when you can. No, it, it, sign. it started I think on Friday or Saturday of that what that weekend. Well, no, because they're saying that it was a Sunday that that the the whole tampering thing. Well, whatever. I, the, the, I know the, there was like some sort of deadline they had to follow where you could start negotiating. Yeah. But you can't it, officially sign. You can't talk about money is right, what it was. Exactly. You can negotiate, but you can't talk about money, which is was like everybody saying, well, what do you negotiate then? You know, right. what, do you, what do you eat for breakfast that morning or, right. or you know, what, what's the deal? <laughs> well, like, do you get the private jet, the team private jet to fly to Vegas for the weekend or, you know, those kind of things. Right. Yeah. So Darrell Rivas, uh, five years, 70 million to the Jets. Uh, we got uh, Byron Maxwell, uh, six years, 63 million dollars to the Eagles, which, you know, the Eagles were a part of a huge, uh, a, you know, huge talking point. Uh, this whole since the uh, since the postseason started about all these moves that they're making that nobody understands anything that they're doing. Um, you know, with, with, with signing Maxwell, um, trading away Nick Foles for Sam Bradford, which was Ridiculous. A, a questionable trade. Just, just to go back, just to go back on what we were just talking about, they said that the official signing of free agency period for the NFL is 4 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday, March 12th. And there's a three day negotiating period prior to the start of free agency, which begins on midnight Saturday, March 9th. Right. Yeah, and I think the I think the news broke about Sue on Saturday. Right. Yeah, just 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 so that way we don't we clear up any misconceptions <clears throat> that we put out there. So all right, which okay, so the Eagles got Byron Maxwell. They also let Jeremy Macklin go. He went to the Chiefs for five years, fifty five mil, which I thought was Actually, somewhat of a good deal for the Chiefs because I think they need wide receivers. I think Macklin, yeah, that was an upgrade from Dwayne Bell. M- Macklin is a good receiver. He yeah, had that. He, he had that injury back. the year before with the when he tore his ACL, right? Yeah, but that 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 year, I think it was the year he tore his ACL. He was had an unbelievable. He season. was on a tear. Yeah, I mean, he was a top five receiver at that point when he got hurt. So, uh, so I mean, you, who knows? You figure like 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 I think we said the last podcast where you know it usually takes a, a player a full season under their belt to come. Go back to their full stride. So maybe this is maybe that was a steal for them, and they got a top, say, top ten receiver. All right, then uh, the next chip fell, which was uh, tight end Julius Thomas from the Broncos signing a five year, forty six mil uh, deal to go to Jacksonville. Is, is that just see, a straight up money grab? That's got to be. I don't a, know. That's got to be a money grab. Man. But here's, I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, I, I like the Jaguars going for a tight end, but like they have a good tight end. Like I know he hasn't been producing a ton, but they Who? have a good tight end. Who's their tight end? Um, um, Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis. He's he he's a he is a good yeah, he's tight a, end. He's a he's a serviceable. I mean, I guess if you got the op, especially a lot of a lot of. I mean, he's a he's, a lot a, of teams. He are, is what Julius Thomas is. He's a big body. He's got good hands. A lot of teams are trying to go by that blueprint that the New England Patriots try to instill with, with yeah the two, two, two stud tight ends and you know. Okay. But I don't know. I, I've I mean I've watched a lot of Julius Thomas play because he was you know fantasy relation to me. 
he he just he didn't have like he wouldn't to me it was more of a Peyton Manning thing. I was saying what was, made him great. Yeah, Peyton Peyton he, he he wasn't fast. He didn't, didn't think he gave overall great hands. He just was able to run a route and was open and he got hit the open receiver. Indianapolis, like, Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark goes to the Ravens. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I was, well, it was also the end of his. It's well, towards yeah. the end of his no, career, but still, yeah, but same, yeah, same concept though. Yeah, Ju- but Julius Thomas is uh, he? You know, obviously he's a younger and much better athlete than Dallas Clark. Oh, in, but in my I think opinion. I think Dallas Clark at the, at the same point was faster than Julius Thomas. I don't think Julius Thomas is very. No, fast he, I think Dallas Clark was more of like a precision. Yeah, you know, really good route he ran, running. He ran a good route Julius running. Thomas is he's tall, freakish yeah, athlete. Yeah. Just throw it up to him. Yeah, but yeah, he's not. Right. He's not. He's not like into, like I don't know. I just, just look at me. He just looks big and slow. Uh, that could just be my opinion of him. But that's just, that's what he looks like. Like he, I, honestly, I think I can go out there and cover him. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? You want to? You want to? You want to fight Justin Bieber? You want to cover Julius Thomas? Like. We're going to find a new sports it's, show it, that's going to be Carmen gets <laughs> That's what it's going to be. It's, it's confidence, not arrogance. It's confidence. All right, so then we got uh, defensive tackle Jared uh, Odrick signing a five-year, $42.5 million Jacksonville deal. Would you guys stop fighting <laughs> fighting with our emotions? I want a brownie. I'm sorry. Josh, you already ate the brownies <laughs> that fell off the <laughs> throw, floor. Throw that one on the floor. I like those. Josh, I'm sorry. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. All right, so uh, got uh, defensive tackle Jared Odrick, uh, five-year, $42.5 million deal, also to Jacksonville. We got probably the biggest stab right here with uh, DeMarco Murray signing a five-year, uh, what is this? Sorry, $40 million deal to the hated Eagles. Uh, uh, Roy, you want to you wanna sh- shine some light on that situation there? I don't think he's going to be as good. And that's not me just sipping on the cowboy Gatorade or whatever you want to call it. Well, no, I, I, I just don't think he's But what do you I, I, I refer to I, as I not as good? I mean, he's not going to re- replace what he had last year. I mean, but he's I'm, not going to run he, for 1,800 he, yards again. And, and, right now. The, Eagles paid, the Eagles paid him to produce like he produced last year, and he's right. not going to do that. So... No. It, it's uh, it's a shame for the Eagles because I, you know, I don't know why I just had this kind of little little thing with the Eagles that I I, I like the direction they were going the last couple of years and then this off season was kind of like they just told wh- me that it was what did they what did they just do like what the heck it was, I agree. it was mind boggling like I agree you know like I yeah. touched on a little bit earlier it was I, I can't understand it and I don't I'm, think anybody does I'm not comparing I'm not comparing Chip Kelly by any means to like. Um, to that guy up there in uh, New England, but here's Bill the Belichick. here's the thing. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying. Here's here's the thing with it is they've been saying that about Bill Belichick for however. You're like he's doing what? Wait, what is he doing? He's bringing Danny Amendola. Why? What? How? And and you you say that, but then what happens? They continue to produce. I know Chip Kelly's not him. Josh, but I'm saying Josh, it, it at least you got to give it a chance. You you you. you you could have said Randy Moss and not, not Danny Amendola because Randy Moss produced Danny. Danny Amendola did not has yeah, done nothing. He's like the one. He's like the one that I think it was a failure for them. Was I, I had high so hopes they, for Amendola? They, they had a tight end go to prison. I think that Danny Amendola's <laughs> a little bit higher on that notch than, than no, the worst no, decision. It, no, no, that was someone he, they drafted. Though. I'm talking free agency. No, like, I understand. Like the Patriots, that, for some reason, have a have a knack of being well, able I mean, to look, take a guy. But, that's, but, look, but you look, see my look, point. Okay, I mean, look what they did to Darrell the Darrell Revis. I mean, he was he. He was cut from Tampa Bay, and New England took him in, and, and resurrected he him. It resurrected him. And he won a Super Bowl, and now he's got a seventy million dollar contract. But that's that's my point. And so to the team that really traded him, right. or I understand, they traded him. Right? I understand that I made. A, I understand that it probably wasn't a great analogy, but but you see what I'm saying. So I think with that, with Chip Kelly, I mean, I know you're going to keep going down with a couple other trades that you made. 
But I think that even though we got DeMarco Moore got paid a lot, you just got to say, listen, is it all worth it if they win a Super Bowl? And if that's the end goal, it doesn't matter how much money you pay because you have a salary cap. You're going to fill it no matter how much. It just depends on how, how many, you know, where you're going to shift that around to. If everybody's going to get equal amounts or if you're going to give, you know, a couple players a whole ton and then you're going to try and have scrubs fill around them. As long as they they make it there, well, and I think that yeah, but the Chip pro- Kelly's done a good job at least of making those steps so far to show you, hey, give me a little bit of confidence, give me a little bit of idea. I mean, he won with Mark Sanchez for good lord, Sanchez. Uh, they re-signed Sanchez. The Eagles re-signed Sanchez. But the thing I don't understand is they had Nick Foles, you know, who was a quarterback that was he he was a, he's a young guy who had success. He's had success in the NFL. Right. And he didn't have a big contract. They traded him for a guy with a huge contract and who was injury, who was injury prone. Yeah. I mean, he has major uh, leg and lower body injuries every year. He's had a, he's had a shoulder injury every, almost every year since he was a junior in Oklahoma. Yeah. And how many times he tore his ACL? Twice. Yeah, so he's had these he's these catastrophic injuries where he and they're paying him a lot of money for it. So that that's that's where a lot of people are saying like, what is this guy doing? But um, yeah, I mean, mo- uh, moving on from there, they so, got so if Demarco gets hurt again, which he probably will, he's well, injury he prone this year. He's well, this he's year too. Yeah, but yeah, but, but yeah, let, but let him get to it because the the I mean that's but, why they signed Ryan Matthews. Too. But here's but here's the thing though. No, no, but saying but going back to Demarco Murray really quick. Another guy that got hurt. All uh, yeah, time, I mean. Though. Four, four seasons though in the NFL. That was the first full season that he played. I mean, he went from 13 games to 10 games to 14 games to 16 games. But when he played with his broken hand, would he have played if it wasn't a contract here? I don't think so. And would he have, would he have played to because he was I mean, he was chasing a record, wasn't he? Because you look at I mean, you yeah. look at his wasn't his Demarco stats. Murray chasing? Yeah, he was. He, he was. It was the record. No, no, it was it was the all time rushing record, and it was like if he had 180 the, yards a game or 190 yards a game or something like that. The Dallas it was a like a Dallas Cowboys. Oh uh, yeah, he beat that record. He beat every Cowboy rushing record out there. Right. So but, he had he motivation, and yeah, yeah like he, like Carmen said, he was on a contract year. Yeah, I mean, he went from he went from his first year having 900 yards to 700 yards, to 1100 yards. To, 1800 yards. I mean, and then jumps and carries was, was drastic. He went from 2013, which is his previous high in carries at 217. He went to 392 last year. Did the Eagles keep Darren Sproles? I don't know. Yes, they have Sproles. So you have three backs. running backs. I mean, but they're Sproles, not all, they're all, I, Sproles is, is more like a wide receiver oh, in the backfield. So I understand that, but I'm just saying you have three, you have three running backs now that you can legitimately run back there. I, I know you haven't gotten to, um, what was Ryan Matthews got? Can you, are you uh, I don't have Ryan Matthews. Okay, but Ryan Matthews in there. His got, deal was like three years, fourteen million. Yeah, it was, it was smaller. I know that. But you have three running backs there. Two of them injury prone. Darren Sproles has been pretty reliable over the years. I mean, because he doesn't get a ton of touches. But now you have three three running backs there to do what you're asked to do. You know and, what, Ryan Ryan Matthews wasn't. Uh, he wasn't the workhorse like Demarco Murray was. He didn't. He well, that's because he's. I mean, he's been out of the collar. Even when, no, even when, even when he wasn't hurt, though, that those those stretches of weeks where he was healthy, he never had those crazy games with you know twenty five plus yeah. carries or twenty plus carries. He it was San Diego's offense was run completely different. So, you know, who, who knows? He I think he's more of a like a. I'm, I'm not gonna. I don't want to compare him, but he's a receiving. He's more of a receiving type of. Don't running say back. Matt Forte because Fisher will call you and yeah. he will scream at you <laughs> yeah. for comparing anybody to Matt Forte. Yeah, but yeah, but do we, do we know? Did did St. Louis or and or Eagles? Did they pay something for for Sam Bradford like in compensation? Because I'm I'm looking at his his contract right now, and they're both become uh, unrestricted free agents at the end of the season. But one of them gets paid twelve million, the other one gets paid a million and a half. 
Yeah, that's what that's what that's what we were all scratching. That's what we were scratching our head at. Well, I thought I thought maybe maybe Nick Foles had signed a contract and was paying a lot of money for a long time, so they were trying to ditch the contract where where Bradford was expiring. But they're both expiring at the same summer, and yet one of them was getting paid twelve million next season, and one of them for the most part, one of them for the most part has has played. I mean, Nick Foles got hurt at the end of last year, but but he's getting paid a million and a half dollars versus the bringing in Sam Bradford. Right, that's what I'm saying. Here's twelve million. Here's the only thing that I compare to. Only thing you are taking Sam Bradford who out of Oklahoma has the most talent you could imagine out of there. And I'm, I'm just saying, I know he hasn't produced him. He's been, he's been hurt, but the most talent versus Nick Foles from Arizona, who, I mean, he's, he's produced, but it's been more of an system and he's, he, the, the talent isn't there. I'm not saying the production or anything like that, but I'm saying the talent. Sam Bradford is far and above the superior athlete to Nick Foles. When, yeah. When, but when healthy, when he's healthy, that's, that's the huge, big question mark that everybody has to say. And if Chip Kelly thinks he can keep him healthy in that, he he can do that. Sam Bradford is an upgrade immensely to Nick Foles, but only if you can keep him healthy. Which is crazy because isn't isn't Chip Kelly's offense based on the read option? Which well, is, it was yeah. in Oregon. I mean, it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a, a quick pass it's mobile a quick mobile yeah, quarterback. The quarterback type. gets hit. You're going to take a quarterback who has gotten hurt almost every year of his career. Yeah, but Sam Bradford is not somebody that you're going to ask to. But that's the roll system. out very often. But well, that's, that's, that's what that's, I'm saying. Why would you? Right. Why would he go after Sam Bradford? Right. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That's his system, though. Like, I mean, he, you know, Mike Vick, like that. Exactly. That that's that's the system. Mark Sanchez. Yeah, like I mean, those. <laughs> what? I I know you mean Mark Sanchez, but Mark Sanchez. I just I laugh at Mark Sanchez running the read option versus Michael Vick. Just that. Like, well, no, Mark, but Mark Sanchez, oh, for the most, he's a, he's a, he's a mobile quarterback. He's, he, he's, he doesn't always stand in the pocket. That's not his game. He can actually move. Right. He can move. He can move. He can so, move. uh, anyways. Is he the most accurate? No. Anyways, uh, <laughs> he, can move. he can move. That's an understatement. All right. Keep going. Guard, uh, guard from, uh, the 49ers, uh, uh, Mike Upatai from, from the 49ers. Anyways, sorry. He signed a five year, $40 million deal with the Cardinals, uh, staying in the division. Uh, we got wide receiver Torrey Smith, five years, forty mil from the uh, from the Baltimore Ravens to the 49ers. We have outside linebacker uh, Pernell McPhee, five year, thirty eight point eight mil to the Bears from the Ravens. Okay, so let's ask that. Does that does that help on your your linebacker situation? Yes, it helps because okay. he's a three four linebacker. Um, okay, so we're going to go with uh, Orlando Franklin. He's a guard. Uh, he went to the Chargers for five years, thirty-five and a half mil. Uh, we got another DB and uh, Chris Culliver, four years, thirty-two mil from the Redskins. Um, and we got Antonio Cromartie, uh, four year, thirty-two mil to the Jets. Which is it, if the Jets, if the Jets have any kind of well, who's they're they got a uh, Todd Bowles, right? Correct. Yeah. That's who they're. Uh, okay. So he's a defensive coach. So they, they got the cornerbacks. They played together before. Right. Right. So at least they're going some sort of direction. At least right. we, we know that. We know that they're obviously going defense and they're bolstering up their, their weak I, secondary. But it just seems like they're going back to something what they had before, trying to see if it works again. Rex did it, obviously, and it worked for him for a while. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, who else we got here? Uh, we got, well, we got the, the biggest, most controversial pickup, which is Greg Hardy going to Dallas uh, for up to 13.1. Mill for one year, right. which uh, I think is base is base salary. I think is seven hundred fifty thousand. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And then all everything else is all incentives. Everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was reading it. He get for like eight sacks. He gets like uh, one point eight mil for ten sacks. He gets like two point something mil, um, and stuff like that. 
So then, and then we have Randall Cobb, who we were hoping that the Bears would possibly snag. He stayed in Green Bay for a four-year, forty-four million dollars. So, um, which you know, the thing that's kind of crazy, which is you blame Randall for staying there, though. No, no, I mean no. I, no we, 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 dis- we discussed this. This is like the Greg Jennings effect. It's like if Greg Jennings would have never left Green Bay, how would he be currently right now on the Green Bay Packers? He would still be a stud because he yeah, was a stud in Green Bay. Yeah, he, he'd be a Pro Bowler still. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he he was he was really smart to stay there because he would have never probably had that production unless he went to another elite level quarterback. And they paid and they paid him too. It's not like yeah, they gave him yeah, yeah, so. yeah, but you got to figure he got paid more from somewhere else. I mean, he probably would have. Macklin got, uh, you know, uh, Macklin's deal was uh, five years, fifty-five mil, and I think Cobb. What did Cobb get? Forty, right? Forty. Four year, forty-four. Yeah. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have Macklin or Cobb? Cobb. Without about it, Cobb. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, that, it takes a lot of. I, mean, I give that guy a lot of credit for staying in Green Bay and foregoing the money because you only got a finite amount of time to make money. Yeah. And that was his payday, and it, like he decided to stay and go for a team and, and winning all that win. stuff. He wants to win. That's what he wants which, to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, which is which is admirable because, I mean, you could take Julius Thomas, who does a money grab and runs to Jacksonville. When Peyton Manning Congratulations, you're in Jacksonville. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I want to touch a little bit on what... What kind? What is actually happening on the West Coast over there in the San Francisco 49ers? As being a, I have a small sliver in my heart for the 49ers. Only wa- see, growing I, up, see, growing I, up watching. I, I would think you'd be a Raiders fan. You experienced the same thing I experienced. <laughs> oh, Raiders! Well, yeah, that's true. We were we were afraid for our life. Yes. But uh, yes. <laughs> so yeah, if any Oakland fans are are listening, we we love the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Wait, okay, explain. Okay, hold on. what. So what was that? What year was that? Like a an O one? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. The, we went to we went to one of the one of the rare games or one of the one of the few games against the forty nine a forty ers against the Oakland Raiders in, in San, San Francisco. In San Francisco. And um, mistakenly, I wore a red long sleeve shirt. I didn't have any affiliation of the forty ers on. It was no, just what I had. Yeah, but no, you, the original the original uh, original start of the story was I went to the game where. I, one of the very few football jerseys I own, one of them is a Steve Young jersey. I wore it, and we were parked in the Raiders' apparent section. <laughs> and which, which is kind of funny because we, we initially, we, when we got out of the car, we, we were parked next to some 49er fans, and they were, they were tailgating. They had uh, lobsters boiling. They had carving stations, and, and then, then they just disappeared. And then we, and then we so, got to the then we got to the Oakland Raiders section of parking so, where they had lowriders. <laughs> they had lowriders. So somehow they must have saw that I was wearing a Steve Young jersey in the backseat of the car. Decided to surround the car and knock on the window and say we, they refused to let us park in that spot <laughs> until I took off my jersey. Did you take off your jersey yes. very quickly? Okay, yes. good. Oh, That's a good decision. Yes. And uh, so, I say Steve Young is not going to get me. I, like, I, 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 yeah. I don't care about you, Steve Young. So yeah, we were we were sitting we were sitting uh we we were sitting next to some Raider fans, right? And the game was getting it was coming down to the wire. It was the game of the week that. Yeah, that it year. was that game was game it was awesome. It was awesome. R- Ricky Waters, I think he went for forty five to forty four. It was a long time ago. Yeah, to. Well, it was, no, it was the year it was the year the Raiders went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Rich Gannon, Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon. Yeah. Charlie Gannon Gardner, Rice. it was Rich Gannon. Gruden. Yeah, it was Rich, yeah, it was Rich Gannon versus uh versus Jeff Garcia. And the San Francisco 49ers, I don't know I don't, I can't remember exactly what happened because there was so much fear and terror in us that literally I was sitting on the outside of our like little group of seats and I looked to the left of me and there was Raider fans there, right? And this guy reaches in his cargo pant pocket, pulls out a Ziploc bag full of D batteries and starts whipping them. And I, me and my brother are looking at each other like, 
what the <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> we need to get the heck out of here right now. So we wound up uh, staying till the end of the game and just bolting out of there as fast as possible, trying to get all and any red off of us immediately. You're just running out there in your underwear. Like, Everything that you've ever heard about the Raiders fans was 100% true. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, I would this never. in San Francisco. <laughs> it was crazy. That's crazy. So okay. anyways, the, what the 49ers, they have been bit by the ultimate bug uh, between you know, uh, injuries and uh, free agency and retirements and everything. I mean, they have lost a boatload of dudes. Uh, and many of them, super key guys to their core. I mean, first of all, they lost the, fr- the first day after, uh, you know, the first, the first day after um, the season ended, they lost Jim Harbaugh. You know, obviously he, they, the San Francisco 49ers and him went separate ways. We don't know exactly what that happened the there. That was the first one that was, that was gone. Right. Uh, and then obviously we list, we, we heard that Patrick Willis was going to retire from that, uh, nagging foot or toe injury and then to become a, a, a minister or reverend or whatever his, I didn't uh, hear about that. Right, Carm? Yeah. Is that what that you is, said? I just, I just didn't hear about that. Boss I mean, part. Has anyone seen that E60 report on Patrick Willis, by the way? Yeah, that I was, yeah. I mean, if, if you saw that, you would understand, like, okay, this is totally legit. Like, he's going to be a minister. Yeah. All right. So they lost Patrick Willis, uh, to retirement. They lost Frank Gore to free agency. They're going to lose Michael Crabtree to free agency, which I think they want to lose Michael Crabtree to free agency. Um, they also had outside linebacker Chase Thomas uh, earlier this week in practice or during training, actually. He uh, tore his ACL, so he's out. They had uh, Chris Borland, the controversial 24-year-old who retired because he doesn't want any more head trauma and he wants to get out while he still can. Uh, they had that. They had, uh, like I said, in free agency, they had Mike uh, uh, their starting guard leave, and uh, Chris Culliver left. So they had all these p- key pieces of their, for the most part, Super Bowl team. The team that went to the Super Bowl are gone. They're left. They're, they, there's no more. They had. They have to basically start from ground up. They have Talk for the being snake bitten, man. I mean, yeah. For the most part, they have. They have Colin Kaepernick and. <laughs> Vernon, and and, and Quan Bolden, Vernon Davis, and Quan Bolden. That's the, yeah. I mean, but I mean, they lost a lot of a, a lot of pieces here. So I, I mean, I, that's that's unfortunate for them because uh, you know I, I I like them. I I essentially like every. You team. like Colin Kaepernick? So just get it out there. No, and you want the I surrounding like, cast to be good so Kaepernick can be good. <laughs> I like Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. I, I'm not hiding that, but I I like for the most part every team in the NFC West except for Seattle Seahawks. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> so does everybody. But so. but you know their division for the last couple of years have been has been really really good, entertaining. They have well, had good ma- every game. Every uh, divisional game has been has been awesome. I mean, is is always like a slugfest and and, and grind it out type of game and out of all those teams I think uh, I, San Francisco was my favorite so uh, it's unfortunate to see what they're going through currently but I know they're going to bounce back and, and, and get back on that horse so uh, hopefully uh, hopefully sooner than later. Do you think that I got to ask you because it's my team do you think that the Frank Gore and the Andre Johnson do you think okay, I mean, I, we've already talked about this over text and yes I <laughs> can, know. Can we explain the conversation? No don't explain the conversation just let, let me I'm just asking do you think that it's a good move for right now? No. 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 Why not? I don't. Just because they, they gain nothing by letting go of Reggie Wayne and picking up Andre Johnson. Frank Gore, he's, that can go either way. I mean, I, Frank Gore is one of those guys that every year you say he's old, he's slow, he's lost stuff, and yet every year he turns out a 1,000 yards. So that, that, that could be okay. But, I mean, why, why would you trade a – or why would you let go of a – Well, you don't I'm know. Just, he might be retiring. Who? 
Reggie Wayne. They they told Reggie Wayne that the the reports out of Indy was that they told Reggie Wayne, "You're you're a you're a cult for life. Like whatever you want to do." And then all of a sudden, but he he's, has, he's but released. He, but he hasn't retired. Yet. He hasn't. Well, he hasn't announced well, that he's retired. But he also hasn't gone like free agent but, shopping. But, but why? But why would you? If if you're a cult for life, why would you release him? Be, because if you're going to retire, there's no sense in keeping why, a roster spot for it and start looking towards other things. But why? I mean, does it, did it really matter? For I, you? I don't know. No, but I'm just, you see I'm, what I'm saying? I mean, no, I know what you're saying. If, yeah, if you're I mean, going to come out of Indy, if you're going to devote said. yourself and say that, hey, you, you know, this guy, this ex player is, is with us forever, and then, you know, they have some new guy coming and they could have just cut that dude and, and kept him on the roster and, and let, left it as is and been, you know, been yeah, honest to their word. He can retire and whatever and it's all, all done. I, I told you I wasn't a big Doesn't, fan of the Andre Johnson thing. The only thing I like about the Andre, the only thing I like about the Andre Johnson thing is that they took him in a division. They took him from a, a from a division team well, that 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 was the only division team well, that was doing anything to even come close. Plus, to him. I mean, plus, I mean, who knows? You might get you might get some production out of Andrew Johnson just because he's going from an outdoor. Andrew Luck. Well, he's, and he's going to Andrew Luck too. Andrew, Andrew Luck is going. I, Case I, Keenum. <laughs> I but I also I am also one of those believers that stats are kind of inflated when you're playing indoors. So oh yeah, I mean, he could account for a couple more catches, for sure, some more yards. You know, you're you're playing in ideal weather half the season. So well, I mean, t- tennis. I mean, uh, in Tennessee, in Houston. It wasn't a dome, right? But for the most part, for the most part, it was a dome. It was it was like one of those retractable roof things, like Arizona has. I think it's not like it's not a. No, I don't think so. I don't. Think I don't so. know what Houston has, but regardless, it's Houston. I mean, it's it, going to be hot. It's it just it <laughs> doesn't it doesn't do anything. It's like perfect weather all the time. In the fall? Are you kidding me? Texas in the fall? Dear Lord. All right. So uh, major signings for the Bears or what the Bears did in the offseason or uh, since NFL uh, free agency opened, uh, they got long, They signed long snapper uh, Thomas Gafford from Kansas City, uh, guard Vladimir Ducasi from Minnesota, um, Josh's boy Eddie Royal from San Diego, uh, Josh, how much did you spend listen, on him last year? Listen, that's your guy, Josh. You, can't, you cannot you like deny that. You cannot deny that. All right, so they got uh, <laughs> they got safety Antrell Roll from the Giants. Uh, they got linebacker uh, Pernell McPhee from Baltimore. He he's twenty six years old. And uh, one quick note on uh, well, actually a couple quick notes on Pernell. But um, you guys, did you guys hear his uh, his press conference when the Bears officially, uh, you know, announced him, at, you know, signing with them? He w- one of the reporters asked to summarize how he plays, and he just said, all he said was, "I'm violent." That's all he said. I'm violent. So you know, going from what we had the past two years, uh, you know, such a passive, uh, you know, not aggressive, you know, just regime that was there, and the terrible defense that we have to a guy that's coming in the first day. The first thing they're asking him is, "What kind of player you are?" And he just says, "I'm violent." So that's a step in the right direction. Secondly, um, out of all, uh, what, what website was that? Uh, sorry. Pro, Pro Football Focus, um, they ranked uh, McPhee second only to Justin Houston with a with a plus twenty six rank as a three four outside linebacker, which I, Justin Houston had a what he had a crazy year. He had like 20, what do you twenty two sacks yeah. for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So for him to be uh, ranked second in that group uh, of outside linebackers, and for the Bears to pick him up for for the most part a, a pretty manageable deal. Um, is 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 a step in the right direction? Yeah, uh, just as just before I forget, because I'm a forgetful person, the the dome in or the stadium in Houston is a retractable dome. Just so you guys there know. we go. See, that a boy. Uh, just to, I, uh, I said like Arizona, right? Uh, yeah, you thank did, you. you did. 
Okay. So yeah, uh, I mean the Bears, the Bears uh, going with their with the with their three four scheme now with Vic Fangio and, and and John Fox. It looks like they got they got a guy who they could definitely build a defense around because McPhee is only twenty six years old as well. So he is he he's got a lot of football left in him, and if he, if he could do anything like. Um, like he showed in Baltimore last year, he didn't have crazy stats. He only had, I think, seven and a half sacks last year. But he, um, if he if he can set the tone for the defense and you know get that get get the violence out of out of the rest of the players and get some hard hits back and set the tone for the rest of the defense, then I think we're in a good position here. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be a homer or anything like that, but I think that a lot of the Bears' problems last year were just based on coaching, and I think. You know, with the slight additions that they did make this, you know, this offseason, that I think they're going to be better. Just, just based on sheer better coaching is really all I'm, I'm, I'm banking. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're going to win the division. I'm just saying they're going to be better. Because last year they were a laughing stock. It's, it's hard. It's hard not to be better. I mean, just to be honest, it's hard not to be better when you were as low as you were. So, but speaking of violence, okay. the first thing the Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Everybody was. Damn, I don't know what it is about your face, but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. So kick in the head is a chance where we get to, like you guys all know, um, kick somebody in the head in the world of sports or the world of whatever. Um, and pow. Just to, yeah, pow. Just, you know, that we think deserves to be kicked in the head. Um, does anybody else, anybody go first? All right, Constantine. I know you guys. Yeah, both we haven't heard one. Constantine talk, so let's, let's hear Constantine go. Constantine, hey, just so you know, Constantine is the uh, the star of Contox Hockey on YouTube and on Twitter. So uh, make sure you find him and follow him and check out his videos. Yeah, he is the hockey authority. So check him out. You will not be disappointed. Like the hockey guru kid. I am. So give us your kick in the head, Constantine. <laughs> Today I'm kicking in the head, Jonathan Bernier of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's their starting goaltender, you could say. But he said his team was a bunch of peewees compared to any other team in the NHL. <laughs> and yep. what what was he referencing that to? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like why why were, yeah, what they, ha- they, what happened they that they he beat called down him? or what, like what happened? What? Well, I mean the Toronto Maple Leafs suck this year. <laughs> I mean bars are giving out free beer, free pizza if the um during Maple Leaf game, Maple Leaf playoff games. <laughs> so it's a it's a safe it's a safe, a safe uh, safe wager for them. It is definitely a safe wager. That's too funny. I mean, when you think about it, do you really want a player who's uh, calling your team a bunch of peewees when you're when he's on your team? Yeah. I think you got it off. I think you got it off for your guy over there. It's second kick in the, it's second time you kicked that guy in the head. He's an idiot though. Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm just just saying. But uh, that was good. That was good. Who's up next? Do you want? You got it, Roy. Doesn't matter. Roy. Whoever wants to go first. I mean, I'll go next. That's right. Go for it, Roy. I, I want to kick Con in the head first for not uh, pubbing the JCC show. Thanks, thanks. We're always pubbing his stuff, but hey, whatever. You know, it's fine. I just posted something on Instagram <laughs> saying. Oh, after we after we said something, so stop it. <laughs> okay, cut it out. That was very nice. I think you're my friend. I love you, Con. You know, I love you, buddy. All right, my second kick in the head. Actually, I want to kick uh, Mike Rawlings. Anybody know who Mike Rawlings is? No, exactly. Not Dallas mayor apparently had a few uh, nice things. He didn't like the whole signing of Greg Hardy, which, look, I don't condone. The chef does not condone uh, domestic violence and all that. But as we all know, the NFL is all about second, sometimes third, fourth chances. 
And uh, I mean, I like the signing, and let's see what he does for the football team. That's what it's all about. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, none of it, like me and Christopher were saying, none of it's really guaranteed except for a base salary of 750000 So, uh, Mr. Rawlings, think to what you do best or not and run the city, and don't worry about the football team. Stupid is, stupid does, sir. I, um, my kick in the head is this guy on Twitter that tried to troll Damian Lillard. Um, if you haven't learned already, don't troll Damian Lillard on Twitter. Uh, this guy wrote, how is Orlando like this and Miami like that with little eye, uh, googly eyes? And then how are you like this and Steph Curry like that? Uh, comparing him to Steph Curry because Steph Curry has had uh, an MVP year and kind of uh, throw in a little uh, jab there at Damian Lillard. Um, this guy has got a picture of him smiling, which to Damian Lillard's reply, uh, Damian Lillard said, why is your front tooth like this pointing one way and your left tooth like that pointing the other way? Uh, <laughs> referencing the guy's snaggle tooth on his profile picture. Um, when the Rockets fan then quickly changed his profile picture on his Twitter to him with his mouth closed. <laughs> Quit playing with your dinghy. Um, so I... It's, it's just funny. I like seeing, uh, you know, the social media thing that's always sometimes so negative. You hear people like Herm Edwards that always talk about, you know, like think before you tweet and everything. But it's always kind of funny to see, um, you know, Colin Kaepernick did that. Christopher reminded me. Colin Kaepernick that, did that, what, like a couple weeks ago? Is that what it was? Yeah, he, he, he basically tweeted out um, just his off-day workout, which was like something crazy, like 1,000 sit-ups, uh, two straight hours of jump rope, two straight hours of, of film study. And uh, some guy tweeted him back and was like, was like oh, the 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 push-ups aren't going to help you find the open receiver, and then Colin Kaepernick just went back at him. He's like, you know, if you weren't so ignorant, you would have read that I did two two hours of uh, of film study, and then he's like, well, why don't and Colin Kaepernick is then replying to himself, saying, well, why don't you tell me every coverage that you see for every uh, team in the NFC West, and then um, and then he went back and said, dude. You only have eight followers. Your own family. Your own family doesn't even follow you. That's the best part. Yeah, that's of that that's the best part of that whole you, thing. You should get better at life. Yeah. And then he signed off. I really, I, but I really do like. I think it's fun to to be able to see. You know, you have that interaction, and you don't always get that because you don't have like normal people to get yeah, to interact I see, I, with. I think athletes. it's refreshing. Yeah. It's, so it's refreshing to see that. So, Damian Lillard, kudos to you and dude that tried to troll him. You got a big kick in the head. I gotta say, Kaepernick's Let me workout tell you sounds like why I suck. Two hours of jump rope. No, I'm just counting. That's crazy. <laughs> we um, we uh, want to remind you to always follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at The JCC Show. Um, and we'll be right back after these words. You're listening to The JCC Show. With 70 seconds separating these teams from another overtime. Hasn't happened yet, though. Here's one throw. Follow us on Twitter at the JCC Show and also on Facebook at the JCC Show. The best place to find Chicago sports, banter, and jokes. All right. Back and uh, we are always uh, loving bringing in Constantine, like we said before, from Con Talks Hockey on YouTube um, and Twitter. Uh, make sure, make sure you check out his YouTube videos. I've, I've watched a couple of them; they're kind of they're interesting, Constantine, to say the least. So, thank you. Um, but yeah, so uh, we'll kick off some uh, some hockey talk here with some Blackhawks and uh, the rest of the NHL because we got playoffs coming up here 
um, not too far away. So, uh, so kick us off, Constantine. What do you got? What do you got for us today? Uh, I'm gonna start off with my homeboy, Scott Darling, getting his first NHL shutout against the New York Rangers. Um, they were, I think, they were top of the league at that time when he got the shutout. So that's great. It's a great story to tell anyone he knows, I guess. <laughs> The Rangers, I, I believe, are uh, number one in the league currently in points and still number one in power rankings. Yeah. Um, I think, do you guys remember the um, old characters from McDonald's? Like, like the hamburger. The hamburger. The hamburger. That's the only one I know. But oh, come on, Grimace? Oh, Grimace. The yeah, giant right, purple right. guy? Yeah, yeah. purple guy, right. Well, and so then the, Ronald McDonald. The Hamburger Returns in Ottawa. Andrew Hammond, their uh, new starting goaltender, has... A picture of the hamburger with some gold gear on. And after every win he has in Ottawa, people throw hamburgers on the ice. <laughs> oh, and the awesome. players grab them off the ice and start eating them. Well, yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, I'd be like... Okay. Well, they gotta be kind of hungry, like, right? What's, what's the guy from uh, from Popeye? What's his name? Pluto. No, not Pluto. No, no, not not Pluto. No, no, the guy, well, that, the guy that's always Popeye. like, oh, I'll give you something for a hamburger. What's that guy's name? I have no idea. Oh, come on. You don't lost, know? Lost us. But wait, oh, but like, are they hanging out with stop. these cheeseburgers in their pocket? Is that... No, like, they like, pick, after the win, they pick them up off the ice and start eating them. No, he's talking about the fans that throw yeah, them. Yeah, well, they bring it from like McDonald's, right? Yeah, they probably bring it from McDonald's. So they're in their they pocket look, the whole yeah, game. Yeah, they look like... You can't, you can't, you can't do that. The whole game. They probably smuggle hey, them hey, with their exactly. you, you would be surprised. Carmen and I were at a Bears game, and this guy went was going up and down the aisles after the Bears pretty much sealed the win and was yelling victory hot dogs and throwing hot dogs around. <laughs> and, and not like one or two. He had like one. 30 of them. I ate it. Just like tossing hot dogs. Like what You ate a victory hot dog? It was delicious. <laughs> you know how much hot dogs are at Soldier Field? They're yeah, like five, six you, bucks. You, yeah. These are, these are freshly bought. They're still warm. Do you know how many roofs in were shoved into that's that hot dog? That's what so in his pants. We, I mean. we wound up in his apartment later, but that's a different, that's a different story. <laughs> we're not going to share that out here. They're smuggling burgers into the game to throw on the ice, and what if they don't win? You got that hot burger still in your pocket. Then they got they got a snack after the game. It's not like a win-win for everybody. His name's Wimpy, the guy from the guy from Popeye. Wimpy, this guy right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll glad you. I gladly give you a dollar tomorrow for a hamburger today or something like that. You've never seen man. You gotta watch some more Popeye. All right, so what else, Constantine? Um, so the Panth, the Florida Panthers of the Eastern Conference are short on goaltenders, so they decided to do a giant contest around. I think it was North America, and so any goalie could sign up. Did you sign up? No, I did not sign up. I think you should have. Well, I can't skate until April 17th, oh. so FYI. Oh. Okay, well, okay, that's understandable. Then. Otherwise, would you have signed, otherwise, would you have signed up? I would have signed up and got past the first round and Dan- had to fly down to Florida. Damn Skippy. Damn Skippy. <laughs> I got miles. I'll give them to you. You go. All right, um, keep going. And there's like... um. I don't know how much it was. It was like 10,000 people signed up for this. And only like 200 made it to um, uh, Florida. And my good Twitter friend, Kane Van Gate, made it to the uh, finalists. Uh, but he didn't win. And I think there was an ESPN reporter. Linda Cohn. Linda Cohn, yeah. Yeah, she signed up. How, how far did she get? Do you know? But how did... Well, she was on TV, so yeah. she probably got her, you know, whatever. What, whatever she wanted. What, what, what <laughs> was the first round? That she said, like, it, it started out whatever, and then they flew down to Florida to... Like, yeah, you'd have to get what, past, so like, the first... It was but, essentially, like, America's Got Talent, but for hockey goaltenders yeah, in it's, Florida. It's actually but, true. But was it, like, a YouTube, no. like, you posted to YouTube, or, like, what was it, like, a video? Or? I think you'd have to, like, send it into the Panthers. They, like, an open, like, 
I guess male or... But it was I'm just like a CGI, it, it, so many hockey pucks getting shot right in yeah, the microphone. It, it was just like, like a video of themselves playing, right? Yeah, like... <laughs> like game footage, yeah. like a mixtape of sorts for hockey. A mixtape. I have plenty of hockey mixtapes at my house. Well, yeah, they're from your garage, right? Yeah, I get it from my garage, on the ice, floor hockey, you know, uh, GoPro that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Alright, um, so what else? I get... Um, P.K. Subban and his embellishments slash divings. So he's had three so far this season. Um, and, and he's gotten penalties for these. Yeah, guys. you get you get penalties, and then after your second one, you get fined like $2,000. But this is a chump change for these players, so they didn't really care. But he's done this many a times. So I just want to highlight that. I, I got to say, yeah. Christopher sent me a text message that was probably the greatest thing ever, which was P.K. Subban coming off the ice. And stone cold stunning his goalie, like right in the right, right of the, it was his goalie, Carey right? Price. Carey Price. Oh my gosh, Price it was he, it was the greatest thing ever. He just he just it, like it, it was fake the, kicked him right in the stomach and yeah, just like stunned him right coming off the vic- ice. The victory high five that he turned into a stone cold stunner. They, they do that all the time. <laughs> Carey Price and PKC win. They usually mess around. Carey Price took a how, selfie. How can you not like that? Why, why are you hating on the guy for diving? Because he's a diver. Yeah, but I mean, he's is that sort of like a is so that's like a flopper? Correct. Yeah, he's basically LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. So I think Castillo and I are the only ones. Did you about it? What did you hear about Patrick Kane and his health status? Um, he skated today. Let's see, today is three twenty. So just an update on that. He skated today. He was supposedly zipping around the ice. Which is a good sign. Maybe his uh, recovery will be shortened a little bit. But is that just? A, but is that just a? Is that like a sign that was expected because his clavicle was broken and had nothing to do with his legs, and he's going to skate? He just yeah. the next I think day. the cla- I mean, I, even though the clavicle is upper body, even though you know, obviously it's in in his shoulder, skating is still probably painful yeah, because I, I don't know. You, you, you know you, you have you have the here. arm movement, you have the swinging of your of your shoulders and stuff like that. So it's probably not comfortable at all. So the fact that he's skating now is probably good. I mean, when we start hearing that he's putting on wrist shots and stuff like that is when we're... Can I make make a bold prediction and say that Patrick Kane is there for these... If the Blackhawks make it to the second round, he's there before the puck drop of the first game in the second round. They're making it to the second round, obviously. No, they said said Western Conference Finals. Well... No, no, Constantine is saying that the Blackhawks are, are going, going to make it to the second round. Oh, they are. Okay, yeah. I'm saying I'm saying by game one, Patrick Kane will be on the ice. He's saying that their their original okay. their original okay. idea their original thought was that he'd be there by the Western Conference yeah, Finals. Yeah, Western Conference. But Finals. that he's saying he'll be there a whole entire series early. Yeah, he'd be know. ready to go. That's like a, that's like two weeks. The series is like two weeks. So uh, I yeah, we, we can have we can have. I, I just I don't know why. I, I think that, I think he could could if if necessary. He could play the start of the playoffs, but I think that for sure that, that he'll play the first game of the second round. That's my own book it. You know what? I could take that. <laughs> we, I don't know. When Patrick King got hurt, it was not a good time for Blackhawks fans, not only for the simple fact that Patrick King got hurt, but the uh, the fact that the how the Blackhawks were playing at that point. It wasn't good. They were not playing good hockey at all. And and since Kane's injury, the Blackhawks and for the most part their goaltending has propelled them to this to this string of of, of amazing play. Well, Crow and Darling have to play great. Uh, they're not necessarily filling the void, but they're helping with it. The, but they you can't know, give they can't like give up. The Blackhawks will only go as far as what Crawford and, and Darling could take them, or as far as they could take them. So the fact that they're playing good now with only you know. Uh, 
only a handful of games left. I think they have like 16 or 17 games left or something like yeah. that. They ha- for for them to be rounding into form now and 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 hitting stride now is is a really really encouraging sign because earlier in the year I didn't think the Blackhawks, you know, I, it was it was shaky at the start. It was like, you know, yeah, it, it, it wasn't good. And when Patrick King went down and when they were saying that, you know, he wasn't going to come back to the Western Conference Finals, I was like, oh, man, he's not coming uh, back this the, year. The because Blackhawks are 7-1-1 one one uh, in the league since Patrick King went down. Well, that's a, that's a good sign that we can sustain without Patrick Kane. Right, and and, and there's no there, like you know there's no replacing Patrick Kane, but to 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 right the ship, and you know to to get to get playing on the right course again, uh, and and playing good hockey and and trying to hit their stride, uh, when the playoffs start is 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 a huge plus for them, and especially if they could get back Patrick Kane on the ice, you know I don't think any other team in the NHL is going to have you know. Essentially, an MVP coming off the bench, you know, returning onto the ice fully healthy, and especially because he's going to have, for the most part, he's going to have fresh legs yeah, because fresh legs. he hasn't played for you know uh, right now a month, so he still has. How much credit though do you give to Stan Bowman for putting the, making those moves when it happened and, and shoring up? Because I mean that that plays a lot into that record of seven one and one in the, in the additions that they made. You almost got to give him all the credit, don't you? He's, yeah. he's the one that made the moves happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but the players still have to produce on the oh, ice. Of course, of course. So, like I like I touched on, uh, a lot of the Blackhawks' success, I believe, ha- is related to the goaltending. Goaltending and the goaltend the goaltending is is is, is, super. is super strong right now, and if they could keep that up, they're going to go very far. Then everyone, anyone else realizes that when Patrick Kane went down. Scott, I think Scott Darling called up where we, he was originally there. No, Scott Darling was playing the game. And I think it's a bull prediction. Ronta's no, days are numbered in Chicago. Oh, yeah, he's he's gone. He's gone. He's got really nothing to play for here. And everyone likes Darling. It's like, how can you not like Darling again? The name and he's a hometown guy. Yeah, how do you he's like a Darling that? of Chicago. Yeah, so I have uh, I have a couple bubble teams here in the NHL, both the Eastern and Western Conference playoffs that are on the verge of being in the playoffs and on the same verge being out of the playoffs. And uh, I'm just going to run down a, a, a couple of teams for each conference and just give you my uh, my reasons why they will either make or miss the playoffs. And uh, you know my estimations of, of of each team. Just before we before we start though, in, in hockey. We do we each conference or each division gets yeah each division gets top three seeds automatic and then two wild cards is that is that the format? Uh yeah between so it will you between get the three, sec, like in, in the west it'd be Pacific and the Central yeah and then you get two wild card teams. Okay, so <laughs> that's pretty, all right, that's Josh. Pretty good. I'm sorry. All right, Josh. You said that to me. Sorry. So, so uh. So in the eastern uh, in the eastern conference, we have uh, three teams fighting for the last couple spots. We got Washington, we got Boston, uh, the Boston Bruins, and we got the Ottawa Senators. Out of all three teams, I think obviously um, the team with the best player, uh, Alexander Ovechkin, has the best chance of winning. And the main reason for that, they have a very uh, friendly schedule ahead of them. They play a lot of teams that are uh, below five hundred and you know not in contention for the playoff. Um, we have the bottom and then the final spot between the Boston Bruins, uh, you know, obviously two out of the three are going to make it, 
Washington, Boston, or Ottawa. We have Washington, I believe, is going to make it because they have a, they have the friendliest schedule out of all three of them. Um, and then they have between Boston and the, sen- the Senators. Uh, Boston's currently in it. Ottawa's on the outside looking in, but they are pushing hard uh, against Boston to get into that f- uh, final playoff spot. And the main reason for that is He's the Hamburg, right? Hamburg. The, the Hamburglar. He's gonna steal. He's on a tear right now. Um, and I, I, you know, Ottawa is pushing hard, and, and Boston's kind of slipping a little. So. I believe that those two teams, uh, I don't know what you think, Constantine, but I believe that those two things, teams, uh, out of, uh, out of those three will be in the playoffs and Boston will be on the outside looking in. He's gonna steal one more thing than just the hamburgers. What's that? Boston's playoff spot. Oh, oh, dun, 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 dun. So in the Western Conference, it's a, it's, it's a lot tighter race here. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, we have to be concerned about this because the Blackhawks, depending on where they finish and how they finish, could essentially face one of these teams. Um, and out of the three spots left, or three, no, four spots left, I'm sorry, there is, uh, we got Vancouver, we got the LA Kings, we got Minnesota, we got Winnipeg, and we got Calgary. <clears throat> and the best chance, the, the best chances of, of, of definitely securing a playoff spot is uh, obviously Minnesota. And for the most part, it's because of on January 14th, um, Constantine... Devin Dubnik got traded to the Wild in exchange for, I don't know who, to the Arizona Coyotes. And since he's been there, since January 14th, uh, he has went 21-5-1 in, uh, in, those, in those 28 games he appeared in. So... <clears throat> the Minnesota Wild have a very good shot at at, at, at making the playoffs and, and and making some noise in the Western Conference. Um, and then f- slightly behind them, I believe, uh, is the Vancouver Canucks, um, who they have, they have, uh, what's it called? They have, sorry. The Canucks are, are the number two seed in the Pacific right now. Right. So the and- Canucks are a factor against the Wild, I don't think. Well, in the con- in the whole conference, in the Western Conference. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so um, they have two games left against the Kings, which they are jockeying for that last spot for. And out of out of those two out of those two teams, the Kings and the Canucks, they have uh, they have the easier schedule out of the two. So I believe and hope that the Canucks make it. And even though us being Blackhawks fans, we hate both teams. Uh, <laughs> I hope the Canucks make it over the uh, the LA Kings only because the most recent memories of of the Kings uh, knocking us out of the I'm Western still not Cup. over it. No one's <laughs> over in Chicago, but I don't want to get into a long discussion with that. Yeah. So and and the Kings, you know, the Kings, like I said, they're I w- I believe they are probably the third team in this list. Uh, and, but they have eight, eight out of their 12 final games are on the road, which I know in hockey is not that big of a deal, but is for, if for a team that's not playing as well as they are, I think they can get all, all the home games that they can, they, they, they need. So the fact that they're on the road more is a good sign for, for Chicago fans, at least, you know, to put those, to put those guys, you know, on the outside looking in, uh, and maybe Vancouver and Minnesota in. But uh, two more teams that are also fighting for those spots are the Winnipeg Jets and the Calgary Flames. And out of those two teams, I believe Calgary has the better shot at winning, only because um, only because the the Winnipeg Jets have had some injury bugs and they have been super inconsistent this year. And in the last 
out of the last 10 games, they are 5-3-2. and two. And uh, Calgary is playing... They're, they're not as experienced as the other teams uh, above them, but they definitely have, uh, have, have, you know, th- that greenness to them where they're going to keep fighting and, and, and keep clawing away for that last uh, playoff spot. Um, I don't, on a different note, I'm going to take us back down to Florida for the GM conference. Um, in the NHL GM conference is where they discuss if they're going to make new rules and stuff and how they, um, I don't know how to say it, but how to use things almost. So the two main topics that they're talking about right now is the overtime, where it's going to be three on three. I think the majority of GMs have already voted yes for it. They might start in the AHL as like a tester. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I, I do. I, maybe, I think, yeah. The maybe three- it's the arcade game run me or what, the NBA Jam style three on three, but... I think three on three hockey would be unbelievable. It, 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 what it does is, it, for the most part, it, it speeds everything up and opens the ice up for playmakers. You know, if there's a three on three and the Blackhawks are in the are in, are in uh, uh, an overtime game, I am taking the Blackhawks every against I mean, any I, team in the league. I mean, I mean, think about that though. I mean, if you were to pair up, let's say a pairing being Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, and Duncan Keith. Yeah, that's <laughs> where are you? Where are you going to go with that? What other team could match up against that? I mean, that that is crazy. I mean, and I, I don't know if any of you guys have checked our Twitter, but if you, if you guys did, you know, we talked about earlier on a, 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 a podcasts previously about the uh, the NHL and GoPro pairing up for a little video about uh, you know about NHL uh, skills and and the and the superstars that are in there and, and what skills they have. But they also released another part to that video, which was basically Patrick part four, part four. Pa- Patrick yeah. Patrick Kane against Jonathan Taves in 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 the same same setup, and um, man, that was that you guys need to follow us on Twitter and check that I watched check that, that video, video out at least fifty times, and every time I was in awe of the the, the absolute skill that those two players how have. you know you know, like like we said before how quick how quick those their hands, hands are oh and how God. quick their eyes are and and just everything about them is. It's amazing. That it's move, just I think, amazing. I think. I think in the video, I think uh, Patrick Kane does it first, but I could be wrong. But I know. I know Jonathan Taze is used it in an actual game, but it's a whole like one on one with the goalie where he fakes it one way and then doesn't even like let it hit it. It just kind of glides in from the other way. It's that was the same move in uh, overtime in that, round one last that was, year. That yes. was probably John, John, Taves d- did it right. Yeah, that that's was, t- that's Taves' signature. Because yeah, because Patrick Kane's more of a top, <clears throat> more of a top shelf kind of guy, but. Yeah, I just, I mean, that, that, that move right there is just awe inspiring to me. I don't know what it is, but it's just like, wow, you gotta have some serious stones to pull that off and pull it off at that level. And it's just unbelievable. But, uh. So yeah, yeah. the, 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 I mean, the, the good thing for, for us as Chicago fans and Blackhawks fans is that, you know, we're going in the right direction. We're, we're playing, we're starting to play our best hockey now and we don't even have, uh, essentially our best player on the ice yet. So, that's just a, a great thing for us, uh, and and a great thing for for the for the Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, I don't know if any guys are familiar with power rankings. I don't know how accurate they exactly are, but the Blackhawks are still, you know, in the top three of the league. Uh, they're they're well, they're in the third spot in the power rankings. And uh, was yeah, St. Louis is number two, and Rangers. the Rangers are number one. So. It's a good thing. I mean, obviously, we don't. We would like the number one spot, but that doesn't always equate a, a championship. So I think we'd rather take, we'd rather take a lower number and win a championship than a higher number and get knocked out. But uh, that's a good sign for us 
and and the Chicago Blackhawks. Another rule that they're discussing down there in the conference is um after every goal, they'll check with a replay for goaltender interference because numerous times it's probably happened to us throughout the season in the playoffs. Um, last year, especially in the playoffs, again, the New York Rangers versus Los Angeles Kings, Henrik Lundqvist was toppled over, and the puck went in the goal, and they still called it a goal. And, I mean, if they had the same rule right there, I mean, that New York Rangers could have won the, could have won the Stanley Cup right there. What do you think about it? Well, I mean, anything to anything to, 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 to bring legitimacy to, to what they do and, uh, and you know, plays in the playoffs and, and even in the regular season, just, you know, to, just to make the right call on the ice is, is, is the biggest thing. And, uh, you know, hopefully the, the, obviously the NHL is striving for that, just like every other professional league in, in, in this great country. But, you know, it's, it, it's good. I mean, it's good to see a, a lot of the sports organizations are going to this now, all these, uh, all these, you know, fine, f- you know, going through everything with a fine, uh, fine tooth comb and trying to, trying to make the right call essentially. So it's, I mean, it, it, it's, it's good for everybody. I mean, obviously it's not going to be good for the team that's on the wrong side of that call, but I think as far as officiating is concerned and, and actual, you know, enforcing rules in the game on the ice, I think the NHL by far does it the best. I think the replay system is the best. I think they got the best officiating crews in the business. I, I, I just, there's so many things about the NHL that the way they do their game day operations that are, and the other leagues, you know, the NFL and the NBA and even Major League Baseball should be envious. I mean, of. you hardly ever hear of a controversial call in the NHL. So, you know, there are, there, they already are doing the right things right now. So if they can improve on what they're already currently doing, you know, it's it, just, just the premise of their instant replay system being that, okay, the referees either one didn't see the call or didn't make the correct call that it's being reviewed. And, and, and when it goes to review the home, the, the referee that's there on the ice, no longer has the officiating over the call is is just a really good because it takes it takes it and brings it into a subjective a subjective part of the game where you know it's, you're not being influenced by the crowd and the referee is making the call. It's just a completely he puts on headphones, he hears the call, and he repeats it, and that's it. I think that's that's really really good because there's no rule for interpretation based on that referee. It's always the same guy making the same calls or the same group of guys, and that's that's kind of the way it should be because that way you get consistency. Because even in replay, I've seen like in the NFL, like. One replay play will go one way, and then another one the following year will be go a different way. Well, it's this different referees making the same calls, and you know they also don't want to look bad by by missing a call or calling the wrong call and going to replay and seeing it. And then sometimes you know they kind of look at it with a different color glasses on to see you know what which right and what's wrong. I have one last question for you for you guys. So Uncle Josh, Roy, get off your phones. Um, will Alexander Ovechkin score fifty goals? He currently has forty seven. With ten games in hand. Well, Josh thinks that Alexander Ovechkin plays baseball, so you're asking probably the wrong dude. Uh, I believe so. I mean, he's got what three goals to score in ten games. What if he goes dry? What about that? Yeah, but he could also score all three goals in one game. Yeah, he could. I mean, he's that guy. Yeah, so off the good old hat trick. Yeah, I maybe mean, he could just he could be a, he could be a Christopher for the most part. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! All right, that is going to Anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I believe I believe he's gonna do it. I mean, he's not he's not gonna be Wayne Gretzky scoring two hundred points a year, but he's definitely he's definitely he's with well within striking distance. You're Hurt listening to the JCC show. Cross court, Stockton, a three, it's there. 
Pippen into Jordan. Michael working on Russell. Brings them to within one. They scored within four seconds there. That's how quickly that changes now. Now it puts the pressure on the Jazz to score once again. Jordan with 43. Malone is doubled. They swat at it and steal it. Here comes Chicago. 17 seconds. Follow us on Twitter at the JCC Show and on Facebook at the JCC Show. The best place to find Chicago, sports, banter, and jokes. You're listening to the cool dude in the podcasting world, the JCC Show. Hey, brother. Final answer. So we get a chance today to do some more bro versus bro, which is our uh, opportunity to quiz these two uh, wonderful guys right over here, Carmen and Christopher, and they get to go head to head um, in some quizzing. And since it is March Madness, this is all college basketball. So here's what we're going to do is we are going to Jerk. give you give you the seed of a team from this year. Are you kidding me? I am going to start naming off players. On the roster, and we're going to get to coaches, and eventually, if you guys suck that bad, mascots. So Wait, explain this again. So what you're going to like say a player's name? And well, we're going to start. No, we're going to start with we're going to start with a seed, and then I'm going to start naming players. Could I could I just wave the white flag now? If you, I mean, if you really want, no. All right, and then we're going to go. Then we're going to go players. And if we can't get through the players, then we're going to get the coach. If you can't figure out who it is by the coach, then you're finally going to have a mascot. So if you know college mascots, if you lose, you're going to be okay. If you lose, Carmen, you you should never play this again. <laughs> if we get the mascots, I might be good. Yeah. So, but I don't know about any players. Well, Our coaches, I might be able to. Fantastic. <laughs> Do you want me to just bypass players and just go straight to coaches? This is going to go really fast if we go to coaches. Fred Hoiberg. Yeah. Right. It's the only guy I know. All right. So, who is somebody over there keeping score? Constantine, you got it. Awesome. I got it. Can I be so, a lifeline for them? <laughs> phone a friend. When they're, when they're wrong, I've been can, I've been lobbying for phone a friend, Roy. So you, you'll <laughs> when, be my first phone when call. When they're wrong, you can you can throw in there. So um, give us a little background music here, something nice and subtle. If we got anything, there we go. Ooh. All right, so you guys ready? Carmen, this is my remember? drum solo, just so Car- you guys know. Carmen, yeah. When you right. want to buzz in, you get to uh, say Carmen, Christopher. When you want to buzz in, you get to say Christopher. So this is a number one seed um, for this year. Move my mic here a little bit. This is number one seed. Okay, go. <laughs> really? This is Kentucky. That was right. You got yes! <laughs> You should have just gave him a different one. To <laughs> this is so bad. Oh, this is going to be bad. He this won. one can go down in the <laughs> files. All right, this is the number three seed. Okay, Christopher. There, all right, go. <laughs> Gonzaga? No. Damn it. <laughs> Their coach is Lon Kruger. I know where he was. Does that help? <laughs> no, that doesn't help. All right, keep going. There. Um, well, then I'll just. I'm not even gonna go players. Uh, well, one of their the best players is is Jordan Woodard. No, give me the mascot. Give me the mascot. The Sooners. Oklahoma. There you go. Oh my god! <laughs> I told you, you just gotta wait for it. This one's gonna be really, really janky. But you know what? That's is, right. is this even fair? You can't be looking at that. <laughs> I had my NCAA bracket up. I mean, <laughs> there was no, there was no. Oh. I should never said anything. Should have been looking a at my left two, eye. <laughs> a number two seed. 
Christopher. Coach, yes. Arizona? Correct. Look at this. He's just got his bracket memorized. That is not on. It's not. Else. Yeah, we're, we're not. I didn't look at my first Another one number either. two seed. Their coach is Bill Self. Carmen. Yes. Kansas. Correct. Attaboy. Rock Chalk Jayhawks. A number one seed. Their coach. Number one seed. Their coach is Bo Ryan. Christopher. Yes. Villanova. Carmen. Correct. Yes. Wisconsin. Correct. <laughs> Who got that one right? Did you really just say Villanova? I just, I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, it's, I, I'm just, number one, I'm just. Who got that one right there? A number one Man, seed. Man. Their coach is Jay Wright. Christopher. Yes. Kansas. Carmen. Yes. Arizona. No, neither. You know what it is? No, I don't know this one. That's Villanova. Villanova. Oh, you just wait. said that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Villanova was a two, two seed. No? no, I threw Villanova you off. I threw you off. See what my game is? Do you see what I'm doing seat. here? He's got a strategy, bro. You better watch it. <laughs> <laughs> a number five seed. Their coach is Ben Jacobson. Number five. Ooh. Let me channel my inner NCAA. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the worst bro versus bro. It's actually pretty close. I'll leave. I'll, I'll. I'll give you a little background. Ali Farouk Manesh was the uh, Kansas killer. It's silent. Yeah. No, we got nothing. Coming to the mascot. Oh, the Panther. Chris. Carmen. Yes. Kansas State. Incorrect. I, I, can I take another clue? <laughs> There's no other clue. I'm not giving you another clue. He's out of them. That's what it is. Panther. I'm not giving you another clue. The I mean, Panther. I can start going through the roster, but no idea. Northern Iowa. Ali Farouk Manesh, don't you remember them beating Kansas? No, like, oh, huge one. I don't think anybody remembers anything a about 14 Iowa. seed. They are their coach is Jared Haas. They are the Blazers. <laughs> Christopher? Yes. UAB? Correct. <laughs> University of Alabama, Birmingham. I don't know anything. Uh, <laughs> How am I getting this right? Retire, Carmen. Listen, listen considering he, this is the first year he filled out a bracket know, ever. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing What's going on here, How many questions are we throwing here? You got I need, two to, left. I need to confuse What's Carmen enough where he's now? not going to answer What's anything. What's the score? Three, three. Three to three. How did you know UAB? I don't know. I just threw out one of the 14 seeds out there, man. number did you know the 14? A number four seed. Christopher. Yes. UNC. Correct. Boom! That was an easy one. That's it, man. It's literally the only team I know. It's a tie. Here we go, Carmen. You got to get this to get there. A number seven seed. Their coach is Tom Izzo. Carmen. Christopher got it. Michigan State. Correct. Constantine's my boy right there wearing the MSU shirt. Is it over? Uh, yeah, over. It's over. Carmen, it, seriously, bro. I did not want to win that one. I did not want to win that one. Come on, how many did you get by Stone Cold Gas? I honestly didn't want to win only for the fact of our credibility here. You and your credibility. You out of your butt, though, man. <laughs> you just, you I gave him a chance. <laughs> hey, Carmen. I think you need to take a break from this, man. Oh my god! <laughs> I know that I know that the I know that the strategy of that wasn't right. Like everything put together wasn't right. But you should have beaten him in that. You should have beaten him in college. Yeah, but you're going. With, you start out with seats. He was just stone cold guessing in the beginning on seats. Just getting <laughs> no, no, right. I, mean, I knew Kentucky. Getting, Come on, I knew Kentucky. Yeah, but you had a one in four shot. Two teams I knew of this: Kentucky and North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, but you had a one in four shot to guess the right one, and you got them all. <laughs> right or wrong? I mean, he was just stone cold <laughs> guessing on the seed. Oh, when he said Tom, I did. I, if you if you, re, if you replied it, I was right in after him. I just 
I mean, yeah. who wants to give the champ a back massage? <laughs> Anybody? Not no me. One. No. And Josh, what's the overall uh, season lead on this, man? Oh, I have no idea. They, they. I think I'm six, and, six Carl, and two. I'm not gonna lie. When was the last time you won? Man? I think six and two. He won. He won. I, I won the one that was not published. <laughs> he I was won the, the inaugural one. Yeah, the first one, one I was. Yeah, I won the that one and the number episode number six, I think, which oh. wasn't published. <laughs> yeah. So, so eventually, you know, eventually. No, I, I gave myself credit for it. Oh, eventually, okay. <laughs> eventually, we'll throw that out. Yeah, there. it's it's acknowledged that he beat me that game. Yeah, we 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 acknowledge it. Hey, how about how about this? How about if we get if once we get to five thousand follow or five thousand subscribers, when we get to five thousand subscribers, we will release what is the, the epitome tape. of the basement tape of just. Us sitting down here acting like total shrews, even though that's what we do all and the time. And I, I but. called I called Russell Westbrook like four times Russell Wilson. <laughs> it was a bad. It night was bad. It was bad. So Russell, once we Russell get to five thousand five thousand subscribers, we would um, we would uh, we would love to release that for you. So uh, right. make sure that we uh, uh, we get there by following us on Facebook or following us on Twitter at the JCC Show. That's the JCC. Show and everybody in the United States knows what this song. Another triple double. Yes, on this. Thirty-six points. You could you could have a quadruple double. My my man crush of Anthony Davis almost had that quadruple uh, double. Just <laughs> for the I thought your man crush was Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. <laughs> Getting called out crush. by the Canadian. <laughs> Con really Con. I want to uh, fight him in a boxing ring. Yeah, before we before we lower this before we lower this oh, this background music, serious. we just we just need to pick this music back up a little. I could listen to this song for like seven hours straight. Sorry. Okay. Anyways, lower it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I could pick. I could. I could. Li- just think about that. Like your Dave, you're walking down the street, and this was like your. Yeah, this is like down the street music. you walk through any door and can, this music is playing. I, you are awesome. Can I make a shout out though? It's like if, if any one of our oh. subscribers knows Ray Clay and is willing to have him come on our show, we will take him. We, we were, we were know, discussing pre-show I, that the Bulls need. We're not we're not calling out Tommy Edwards, but they need that they need that guy back. And, he, and we believe Ray Clay was that guy. I think I don't know who it is. I got to ask. They, I have, they I need a, the I Jim Cornelius in of the Blackhawks. I had a good friend. Oh, he's one of your neighbors, man. For all we know, <laughs> he could be. I, I have a good friend that his his wife was a Chicago lovable, and they had. I want to say that I want to say they had him. I don't know who it was, but they said they told me they had the Bulls announcer do their wedding party intro. So I gotta see if that's who it was. The guys from Berwyn. I mean, we, we broadcast right. from the Kenilworth Studios. Kenilworth Studios. I think he, could, he could hook us up. By the way, beautiful Kenilworth Studios. Boy, Chris uh, probably flipped them off one day around here. No way, dude! I probably shoveled this car. I probably shoveled this car out. Right, exactly. <laughs> Uh-huh. So speaking of uh, speaking of bowls and and uh, bowls with a is... with a big victory tonight against Toronto, <clears throat> oh, uh, the okay. score was one hundred eight to ninety two. No Jimmy Butler, no Derrick Rose, but Taj Gibson was back. In and 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 once again, once again, Nikola Mirotic game high twenty nine points. Can, I mean, the dude is just on fire. Is he going to become the new? Fear I, got, the I, got, I got I got a, I got a question for you all. Who do you think? Who do you think once once the once the team is healthy, being Jimmy Butler, Derrick Rose, and any, hopefully everybody else stays healthy, who do you think should be finishing games for the Chicago Bulls? Five guys on the court. Give me your five. That, that, that's uh, Oh, you mean like who, oh, what five guys? Or who, Not, who has the ball with the last shot? No, no. Five guys on oh, the court. Close the game out. To close the game out. Closers. Closers. So, I mean, it has nothing to do with starting. It's nothing to do with just who is going to be okay, on the I, I gotta ask, zero. I have to ask one question. This is just like the mind I have. 
Are you winning or are you losing? Do you need to score or do you need to shut somebody down? It's a one possess- it's a one possession game. How about that? But I'm saying, are you winning or are you down? That's it's, it's a one possession game. You're tied. If you're down by one, you still have a chance to win. No, I'm saying if you're down by one, but you need to score. If you're up by one, I'm thinking because of Joe. I'm thinking about Joe. Like that, that, that it's, it's the one. It, it shouldn't game. matter. It shouldn't matter. I'm not talking last. I'm not talking last shot. I'm talking like the last minute put it, of the game. Put it out there. Put it out it's there. A, it's a one possession game. One minute. I got mine. Go. I got All right. I, I got. I got. Joe, Joe Kim Noah. I'm going with Joe Kim Noah. I'm going with um, Taj Gibson, Nikola Meritich, Jimmy Butler, and Derrick Rose. That's mine. You got mine. So Roy. I'm going with Paul Gasol for the experience, Joakim Noah, Jimmy Butler, Derek Rose, Meritage. You already said yours? Well, mine's, mine's is, again, there's there's a few different, I mean, a few different things. If you need a three ball, you're, you're probably taking one of those per, per, people out, and you're probably putting in. But we're saying one minute left, one possession. I understand. There's, so, the, well, okay. okay. So, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Carmen. I'm, I'm with you. I, those are the exact same I mean, ones the only, that I would have. The only one I could think of, which I don't know who I would take out, would be I, I would try and maybe get Snell in the game. That last minute, it would be the only. I would try and get my three. In if my you three would three be, or my three, my five would be D Rose, obviously, um, if healthy. Knock on wood. Josh's head. Anything that's close, made out of wood. Uh, uh, D Rose, Jimmy buckets. Uh, I'm going with Tony Snell, um, Miritich, and Noah. And that's 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 a that's a uh, painstaking thing for me too because I love what Pau Gasol gives to the Bulls. He is. He has been ultra consistent every single game for the most part. I mean, there's been maybe one or two games this year where I'm like, man, Pau really didn't show up. But for the most part, if if he's got the ball 18 feet from the rim and he, he you know, he's got a chance to get, get the get the ball up into the basket, I'm giving the ball to Pau Gasol because he is that good of a mid range shooter. And uh, unfortunately, I, I in that situation. I like the X factorness of 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 Miritich and Snell because they are guys that haven't had the the greatest and the most opportunity, but the guys that I believe that can get it done. Well, Snell, I think to me is the X factor in the in the lineup if you were to if you're having him in your just because I I think he's I, I honestly think he can be an elite defender and oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's got the, like he's 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 kind of like a Jimmy Butler was two years ago where he he's okay at he's okay offensive player he shows some some ability but he's okay but he, he gets it done on the defensive end and he's just his length is going to bother people especially in the playoffs like I mean if you have to give Jimmy a rest which I think in a Cleveland Chicago matchup I think Snell is a better matchup for for LeBron James than Jimmy Butler is just because we need Jimmy Butler to score and you know Tony Snell's scoring is is more just you know whipped cream on the Sunday so I don't know. It's just, very much like it used to be when two or three years ago when you had Lou Aldang and Jimmy Butler coming up. You had the who was the elite defender, one of the best defenders in in basketball. Yeah, and yeah then but Jimmy you know Butler what? coming up under. I know Jimmy Butler is is way more talented, I think, than I, Lou Aldang was. But it's it's very much like that. You have that like up and coming that like you yeah, know, but you're you know, grooming somebody Tony, underneath somebody great too. Tony Snell has a similar body style to Lou Aldang. He's tall. He's lanky. He's lanky yeah. He 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 doesn't have a lot of muscle on him. I mean, he's got a lot more muscle than all of us combined. But <laughs> compared compared to the guys he's around, he he he's he's not that you know that big body type of guy. I think Jimmy Butler is a better defensive option, and he could oh, still yeah. he could still give it on the offensive end. I mean, he, the guy has done it. I mean, I'm I'm not saying he's LeBron James, but I'm saying that he is capable of of playing really good defense. He's not going to shut LeBron down because nobody can, but. He he he's going I to. I seen Kawhi Leonard put some numbers on him, man. 
that's my guy, Kawhi. You know, yeah, you guys yeah. know that. You guys know that. You but didn't yeah, have to. But everybody. Going back to what Carmen said, Kawhi also is a very just long, lanky defender. That's what he does. Right, and and, that's and what, to me, that's what bothers me. Well, well, what's crazy though, just just looking at the height heights, because I'm I think that Tony Snell is way taller than Luol Deng. Luol Deng's actually two inches taller. Luol Deng comes in at six nine, and Tony Snell's six seven. Which yeah, I mean, Tony Snell looks taller to me for some reason, but I think it's just he's got a lot of legs and arms. Right. Yeah, the, the 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 two X factors with the Bulls, I mean, I believe are Snell and Miritich, and you know, obviously Miritich is 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 he has just exceeded all these expectations that we've had that we've waited for, you know, for what two years or three years now since since the Bulls got his draft rights. I think he exceeded. Sorry, I think he exceeded him just because, and this is just me. He, he, we've waited for so long for it. No, so I don't I know. I think some of those was... expectations kind of came down a little bit. I mean, when you first heard about Nikola Mirotic, you were like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then I think they've gone down just a little bit because you've waited and you didn't know if he was going to come over. You didn't know if he was going to sign. And now that he has, it's back up to that. This is the guy that we got. I'm, 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 I'm just saying, I think that he's overshot expectations because they were a little bit lower. Well, what's, because what's, we what's scary about Nikola Mirotic is the fact of, how well he is playing in his first season in the United States. He's yeah. only 23 years old, yeah. so. No, I know, I understand that, but I mean, can you imagine the transition? The transition from going from Europe to the United States and having to perform at that level, at the highest level. I mean, the he planet. was he was the Spanish League MVP. I, but I understand that. But he so, also, but he also like he was used to being. You know, he was in Spain for a while. Right. Like, know, like, I mean, he's like, we've me, yeah, like we've mentioned that European basketball is nothing like NBA basketball. Right. I mean, just to, to come over to the United States, play at the highest level, and and to catch on and be so good so quickly is really, really, really encouraging for a Bulls fan. The, to know the thing that what he, the future could hold. The thing that he does so well is that he's he's he he. Can't be guarded. A, a small guy can't guard him because he could definitely go down in the post. True, true stretch four. A big, I mean, a big guy can't guard him because he'll bl- blow right by you. And if you if you don't even get your hand up, he's gonna drain a three in your face. I mean, there's there there's no way to really guard that guy. I mean, we haven't really seen what a really physical guy can do with him down on the block. And he is not. He's he he's for the still for the most part a defensive liability. But the 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 thing that he lacks on defense, he more than makes up for on offense. So I, the only thing I wish that he would do is 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 not take so many dumb threes. But those dumb threes a lot of times go in. So so you know you, yeah, you gotta take the, you gotta take the good with the bad. I mean with with with, with Miritich and with Snell, you know he he's he's shooting over forty percent from deep. So. He's been pretty damn consistent. Yeah, I, I think I think I think Tony Snell's offensive game is more than adequate to earn a spot, in, at least if nothing yeah. else, in playing time. And, and, and like we like we've mentioned uh, before, when Dunleavy was out and and everybody was crying, you know, we need Dunleavy back, we need Dunleavy back, and, and, and until those, you know, I think you know Tom uh, Tom Thibodeau didn't put Snell in the lineup until you know a couple games before Dunleavy came <coughs> back, and you know let actually let him fl- actually let him flourish. Uh, sorry. Josh is trolling Constantine right now. I just I just got reamed for being on my phone trying to get ready for Bro vs. Bro, and Constantine's over there just he's texting, scrolling through Instagram. He's texting his bromance, probably. <laughs> texting the hamburger over there. <laughs> so um, yeah, Tony Snell he 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 brings a different dimension um that Mike Dunleavy doesn't, which you know is a lot you know a, a lot of slashing, a lot of cutting. He has the ability a, a, get to the rim. ability to jump out, you know, jump out in passing lanes and, and, and get that fast break started. Get to the rim, throw some down, throw down some vicious dunks, and uh, you know, it spark the Bulls for the most part. Bulls. Yeah. No, 
So okay, so when you said if you need if you need you know at the end of a game, my thought went to who are you going to give the ball to if you are down one, ten seconds left, need your final shot. Who is it that you're going with? Who is who? who and you are have you a, giving the ball to? And what we have our starting five. Those those five that you yeah those five that you said. Who are you going to give the ball to? I mean, you got to give it to the Windy City Assassin. There's no other guy on the team that you're going to give it to. With, he's gonna, he's, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but with, because I don't disagree with you, but with the fact that he's been injured and out, and I'm, I'm just saying he's hasn't been in full. I don't time. care. I'm, I don't care if I don't care if this is his first game back and this is the third minute he's played in the game and it's the last set, last, last shot of the last shot of the game. Okay. I mean. <laughs> I, I still have that I still have that that shot ingrained in my memory from earlier in the season in Golden State against yeah. Clay Thompson. He had hit that nasty step back jump shot right in his face. And he actually, and Clay Thompson well, he tried is it again one of the next the, week. And Clay Thompson is one of the best. The you know, week. but like like we've noticed all year with the Bulls, they get up for the good teams. Yeah, and and, and that be, that being said though too, like Derrick Rose in that game had a bad shooting night. He he played yeah. he, he played terrible. terrible, but he got the he got the ball in the bucket when they needed him to, and and, also, and, and he got that win for them. He also in the press conference after he after his surgery, he also said that he thinks that he got hurt in that Golden State game. So Which, it was a nasty step back. So I could I, I would take that torn meniscus for that nasty, nasty just, step back. Just, just so you that. wouldn't. So you wouldn't have Jimmy Butler take take your game winning shot. No. Oh, if you're, yeah, if you're if you're going game winning shot, I'm thinking yeah, Derrick Rose all the way, okay. and or and or Nikola Mirotic. That's that's the two I'm going with. You think you think Mirotic can if you're doing that. Ten seconds. That's left. ISO. You think he can? He can make his own shot. Yes. Miritich. He's crafty enough where he's gonna get. He's gonna he, get his he, shot yeah, off. He, he Nobody's pump, gonna block his he, shot. He pump fakes at the three point line and guys are jumping over him as he's running to the basket. Yeah. No. I'm just. I'm again. I'm just. No, I'm, I'm, I'm asking to I, see you because I, I agree with the Derek Rose thing, but my only hesitation is you don't. He hasn't been consistent this year, and it's like you. You know how that works to like, happen last year and everything to get that rust off and to get that down. Yeah, but we're not. You're not. You're not talking about having him shoot fifty percent from the field. You're talking about one shot. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm you got to admit, I'm the, under pressure, under Rose. pressure, yeah. the guy performs. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't. We we are not going to. We're not saying that he's you know the Iron Man and he's going to you know play three hundred and some consecutive games. Uh, obviously not. He's he's proven that he can, but. If you got one shot in the game and the guy's healthy, I'm giving him the ball. Okay, so now go this because uh, it just sparked my interest. Take it to the whole entire league. Who's the one guy that you could have on your team take that last shot? If 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 they're current players in the NBA and they're healthy, Kobe Bryant, without a doubt. He is he. I mean, he is the next closest Killer. thing to Michael Jordan that that we've had in the NBA since MJ left. And, and you you cannot dismiss the dude is clutch. The dude is clutch. Black Mamba. Yeah, I, I, I'm not against the Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant, yeah, in my eyes, is the, the, the coldest man in the NBA I've seen since MJ. But if it's my choice, I'm probably going to inbound the ball to LeBron James. That's Le- I mean, Lebr- LeBron's game-winning abilities are terrible. severely lacking. I, I severely I, lacking. I am taking every single missed shot that he has into account and just saying one guy. I mean, think think about it though. I mean, even when healthy, who do you who would you fear most being a Bulls fan against the Bulls? Would you fear would you fear healthy Kobe Bryant or would you fear LeBron James? Honest to God. Well, 
Yeah, as of today, no, obviously no, 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 Kobe no, no, Bryant. No, I'm saying, I'm just saying pre Kobe Bryant injury. Both in their prime. You know what? You, you that, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of skewed because we've seen much more of LeBron James to hate him more than Kobe Bryant. We don't hate Kobe but, Bryant but, in but, Chicago. But, but you're talking about but you're talking about the fear of a player. Right? But, I mean, the flash shot is basically what, Kobe, what the other I mean, team fears. But can LeBron James jump over a Lamborghini? No. <laughs> no. Aston Martin. Aston, uh, Aston Martin. Martin. <laughs> I don't yeah, know, man. I, I mean, I guess just sipping on the Laker juice. I mean, I yeah, think I mean, Kobe hit some shots. That's, that's not Laker games. juice. That's not no. Laker yeah, juice. That's, 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 that's legitimate. That's NBA great yeah, not, juice. I, I mean, that's. I, I mean, it, and it, I've seen LeBron's game winning attempts, and it's like I'm shooting it basically. Yeah, but see, but the thing with LeBron though is like, I mean, I, I don't just to me, it, it'd be the fear of what he does with the basketball. Because Kobe Bryant, you know, is going to do some fadeaway step back, and that's it's LeBron could dunk it on you. Well, that's the thing, LeBron I mean, James. A lot of LeBron James game winners that I've seen have been like layups. At the like basket, that's right. been at the basket yeah, like a layup, like, and you're a, like, I don't know how, how you got possible? to the basket yeah, through three possible? guys, but somehow you just muscled your way through three NBA starting power forwards and centers, and still got up a layup yeah. that went in. But, but, but if you plan around that, you foul him, put him on the line. I've seen him miss free throws. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I mean, in that, in, that, in that in that Houston game, he missed those two huge clutch free throws exactly. to win the game, and he he blew them. I, I mean, and that was like essentially like a playoff game that that uh, Houston Cavs. I'm game. just I'm just thinking from a Bulls. Fan perspective, who would give me knots in my stomach seeing him receive the ball? And it's LeBron James, and, and I'm telling you why you have knots in your stomach because we've seen LeBron way more than we've right. seen Kobe Bryant. I feel like if we you hate saw- Le- we hate Kobe we hate LeBron James. Everybody Dude, in Chicago every, who is every a Bulls United fan, States hates LeBron James. No, <laughs> no there's, a, there's a there's a lot of LeBron supporters. I mean, whether you want to think so or not, we live in we live in a place where LeBron is hated badly, and, yeah, it's, and it's, it's really one of the very few places he's hated. I mean, every other, every other. I guess maybe I just live in my own little world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're from Iowa, but, dude. I'm gotta, from Iowa. Remember, so. <laughs> hey, hey, my Iowa Hawkeyes won. So okay, okay. LeBron, I had to bring LeBron it up. James though, is one of those players, though. You, you, if if you don't have a team, you love him. Like if you have no yeah. affiliation to anybody else, you love LeBron right. James just by default. And there's a lot of I, places that don't have teams, so I'm not there's ar- a lot of LeBron my, James my argument. My argument isn't because I don't like LeBron. LeBron is the greatest basketball player currently playing right now, but. As far as clutch and, and, and game-winning shots go, you got to give it to the guy who has five NBA championships. The Mamba. Here's Kobe Bryant. And I, I, and I hate the Lakers, but Kobe Bryant, I like Kobe Bryant. And just the simple fact that he is the closest, next closest thing to Michael Jordan. I mean, he just doesn't care. Yeah. He just wants to win. And he's yeah. earned that comparison. And we've, and we, and we, yeah, and he's earned it. And, and LeBron James, that's always been questioned. Okay. So let me, let me ask two real quick ones. Uh, if these are even dark horses or if I'm just completely crazy, would you give the ball to Steph Curry? And he was my actually. He Would was you my, give the ball to Damian Lillard? Those are my Ooh, two. Lillard, yes. Ooh. Those after are my that, two. Those are my two outside. I, like I, that's who I thought of before I saw LeBron James. I thought of Curry just because. But. I would think I would probably. I honestly, right now, if you're talking about it, Steph Curry and and Damian Lillard might go ahead of LeBron James for me, just for the fact I agree. that the ball goes in the hoop. Like with Kobe, I understand what Christopher's saying because with LeBron, he can do so many different things. But if you cut him off from the basket, if you do. That's not a very high percentage shot for him. With Kobe Bryant, yeah, if you cut him off from the basket, a fadeaway yeah, it jump shot, yeah. a fadeaway jump shot for a healthy Kobe Bryant is a high percentage shot, no yeah. matter what you say. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm just going. Like I said, so if you're talking about knots in your stomach, knots in your stomach for knots in your stomach for LeBron James, I understand because he is this monstrosity of a man that is just terrifying. But if you're talking about knots in your stomach, like we may win or lose this game, I'd rather see LeBron James take a 15 foot jump shot 
over and outstretched whoever, Luol Deng, Tony Snell, whatever it is, yeah, Aaron, versus Aaron Kobe, Brooks yeah, versus know, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> because Kobe Bryant... I feel comfortable with that. I feel like Kobe Bryant could throw it up off the rafters and be like, net, and just nail it. But, but maybe, maybe part of my answer is just the fact that the guy I do not want to lose to. That's true, too. And that's I what mean, I'm that, saying. That's, that's what that, I'm saying, that, that, that we hate LeBron James here. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking what you guys are saying, because yeah, I'm thinking, like, yeah, like, you know, I, I would fear... That's a knife in the I, back. I like, nobody Damian wants Lillard, that. But it's like, I can accept losing to Damian Lillard. I can't accept losing to LeBron James. Yeah. I just can't. And I think that's well, part it, of the reason why... It, which it, is why we Josh, got so excited last year when the Bulls beat Cleveland in the regular season. We were like, stick it to LeBron. And the, or not Cle- Miami. Miami, sorry. And then... Then the playoffs came and we were like, oh man. Yeah, then we got steamrolled by like Washington. This happened, yeah. Well, so so if you're saying that there's one ball on the court and you have Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant fighting for All the ball, all their prime. I would I would think that it would be a three three horse race for this, and I'll explain why. The first the first two guys in the race would be D Lillard and Steph Curry. The third guy would be Kobe Bryant, only because he'd probably stab LeBron on the way to the ball, <laughs> get the ball, and then you know fight off Lillard and uh, and Curry. But, but again, any of those other, any of those three guys, I wouldn't actually any of those four guys, I wouldn't mind. But Kobe Bryant is the guy. But then, but then, but then again, if we're talking no injuries, I'm putting Derrick Rose on that list. Yeah, I mean, I am. I mean, talking in the prime. I mean, his his MVP does, season. Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of game winning shots. I mean, yeah. he was as he was as cold blooded as Kobe Bryant was in his day. That one year. I mean, obviously one year where Kobe Bryant didn't throw out a whole career. But I mean, you're talking about in his prime in one game. There was one year where Kobe I'm had to think like of, seven game winners. Yeah, I'm I mean, trying I, to think of somebody I, else. Seven there. game winners, like four of them on the road. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, if you're talking about in prime, like Dwayne Wade in his prime, though. Dwayne Wade, uh, Dwayne Wade was in, in, no, no. He was a referee playing foul. Dwayne Wade was never that buzzer beating game yeah, winning. No, he, like, he would throw he'd a wait, couple, he'd, but he'd, I have two. He'd, <laughs> he'd wail up his Come arms on. and hope for a foul. That, Come that's, on, that's Dwayne Wade. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to hate on. No, Dwayne no, Wade I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying it, to think it, of anybody else in you know the NBA. You know what's sad? I would, I mean, you know what's sad because he deserves to be in this conversation is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. I know. I was going to say that he has. Obviously, we just heard the news today that he is possibly out indefinitely, which is sad news. For Oklahoma City and NBA. great and great great news for Golden State because that sucks Golden for State NBA, though. Golden State yeah. did not want to see a Kevin Durant Russell Westbrook uh, eight seed, eight seed in the playoffs. They did not want to see nope. that because it it could have been a coin flip. Either either team could have won. And it, you know if Kevin Durant doesn't come back this year, that's a sad thing for OKC because. Russell Westbrook is playing out of his mind, and, and what Kevin Durant obviously could bring to that team is 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 unquestionable since he is the reigning MVP. Josh, you bringing up Damian Lillard reminds me of that shot against against. That's, that's what I was saying. Did mean, you guys see? The, did you guys? That shot was cold blooded. Did man. you guys see that actual the actual footage from the who, the fan from on the fans? From, yeah, on yeah. the court while that while well, that shot went up? How they erupted that that gate that shot gave me goosebumps, and yep. and that's strictly from a basketball fan. Yeah, that was crazy. Well, yeah. this. Plus, I love seeing Dwight Howard. Come. Yeah, right. Dwight Howard and James Harden with <laughs> his uh, with his faux hawk. Yeah. What's that time that we get to do? Uh, we do a little thing called mic time, where everybody gets a minute to I don't know, speak their mind, say whatever they want. So the star, the man of uh, Contox Hockey, Constantine Stanovich over there, you get to go first, Constantine. Whatever is on your mind, start speaking it. I want to see all your hamburgers right now. Lock your doors, lock your windows. I'll be coming to your house looking for your hamburgers, even your frozen ones. I'll find them and I'll eat them. Because I am the hamburger. Nobody, nobody, <laughs> unmute me. Unmute me now. Dear Lord. <laughs> nobody, was... nobody is going to listen to Contox Hockey now. Everybody thinks that you are like 
somehow going through their like <laughs> camera, like yes. their whole thing. Like, what was that? That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! John, you want you, you want to take two? No. No, you want you go there. All right, good. Run it. I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right, Roy, you're up. Um, I got you know I had originally one thing, but I'm gonna go with two because I just remembered something really bad happened the other day. Number one is uh you know I think me and you were talking about this the other day, Carm. Um, uh, I'm glad that Stephen Jones shut Jerry Jones up again and didn't make a mistake in signing Demarco Murray to that big, crazy deal that he wanted. I think that I'm glad they stuck to their guns and in the long run. I think Derek McFadden, which he did leave off the free agent list, I'm a little upset about that. He, uh, I think he's going to be all right. I think his, his career might be resurrected. I mean, I could be wrong, but, hey, he's got a really good shot at probably one of, in my opinion, the best offensive line in the league right now. So let's see what happens with that. You know, big ups to them and keep doing things right. We'll see what happens there. Another thing that I'm a little sad about, man, my Lakers lost their 50th game the other day. It's been a sad few years in L.A., man. I'm getting a little uh, – is it bad for basketball that L.A. is bad for this long? Or do you think it's a good thing? No, no bulls in your heart talking either. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm curious. Like, I, how do people feel about? It? I mean, me as a, being a Laker fan, obviously, I don't like it. But what is that? This is gonna be like one of the first uh, first year in a, in a while, right? It's gonna be like New York, Boston, and LA are a lot of the playoffs. I mean, I guess it's good if you're a Bulls fan, you like that. But it's kind of sad, man. You want to see the powerhouses around, you know? That's just me, though. Hopefully they uh, they rebuild and uh, bring Russell Westbrook to town. All right, so I guess it's my it's my uh, my turn with this, and I'm gonna start off with the again the weather changing and and just the weather getting nicer, and with the nice weather, not 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 along with sports, but more along the TV lines where a lot of networks bring out their big guns for television purposes and you know all that stuff, and just springtime is a really good time for TV watching and. With you know House of Cards, House of Cards, Game of Thrones, and you know everything else coming coming out at at the same time, and what else comes out? Walking uh, Dead. How long have you been following Walking Dead? Yeah, but Walking Dead's been out. It's not like something it's some, something new. No, so I just I uh, so I just just think it's it's a great time, and you know I'm really happy for it to be spring for the weather to change. Opening day baseball that the JCC show will be at, and uh, yeah, that's it. Thank God for the sun. All right, my mic time is going to uh, first uh, start off by during uh, the other couple of mic times here. I ran upstairs and I had to lock my refrigerator from the Hamburglar. Uh, secondly, I want to say I am thankful. Um, we we were able to witness in Chicago the Blackhawks against the New York Rangers uh, the other night, and we witnessed what is the closest thing in the regular season to playoff hockey, and I just cannot wait for that. I'm uh, getting my playoff beard going, uh, getting ready to drink some beer and uh, enjoy the high frenetic, high paced, high scoring craziness that is NHL playoff hockey and then shortly followed by the NBA playoffs. So I want to thank the sports gods for this and uh, I am signing off. First of all, I apparently don't know what mic time means because I yell stuff during people's mic time. So I apologize for ruining other people's stuff i just real quick i want to i want to uh, my iowa hawkeyes i know that i said before they won uh it's been waiting nine years for uh, them to finally uh win in the tournament um so congratulations that's awesome i'm super excited to be a hawkeye fan so that's been a long time coming um i want to say congratulations to aaron white i have no idea who like i know who he is but like he doesn't know who i am but um he just uh he is in the past 50 years 
scored more free throws than any other player in the Big Ten in the last 50 years. Um, he broke Iowa's record, Big Ten back record for free throws, which is awesome. And I want to say congratulations to Casey Kreider. Casey Kreider, who is um, my old football coach's uh, son, one of, one of my brother's friends, um, he just uh, he just got signed by the Dallas Cowboys um, as a long snapper. Um, and so he's going to be competing for their uh, starting job here um, this upcoming year. So super awesome guy, wonderful young man. Super excited for him. So, um, just it's a good ha- good day to be a Hawkeye. Good day to be from Iowa. You and I won. Iowa State Shut lost, up, but that's okay. So, um, with all of that being said, um, we want to thank you for listening to JCC Show. Please make sure you follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at the JCC Show um, so that we can uh, continue to bring you all things sports from around the nation and Chicago sports. With that, we will check you guys later. He shot over 300%. Hey, what's going on? The ice doesn't belong in here. It belongs out there. See, what, 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 what you three jabronis are leaving out here? If you smell what the rock is cooking. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Hey, you very good. See you next time. That's all, folks. Toodaloo. Au revoir. Auf Wiedersehen. Ciao. Ding dong day. Get the hell out of here.